welcome to sort of my podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Sitting to my right, Mr. Bob Collins, also known as Boba Fett. And straight ahead of me is James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Uh, Chelraiser won't be joining us this week because she is working, but in her absence, we've still got a lot of great stuff for you. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be doing a group review of both Green Lantern's Rebirth and Green Lantern's Number One. And then we're going to move on to comics. We've got a lot of great movie news for you. Then we're going to uh, move on to the biggest movie news of uh, this whole this whole past week, which is Ghostbusters Two. Shit. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. But you know what? This wasn't a part of my notes on the, the quick movie news. Uh, but we listened to the new Ghostbusters theme in the car on the way back from. Oh the my god. Week. Uh, it's terrible. what is it? Fall Out Boy and Missy Elliott. Fall Out Boy and Missy Elliott. It's, and it's so. Just... Fucking awful. It, I, love I heard Fall part Out of. Boy. That's what I'm going to say. Like I love, I love Fallout Boy. I don't hate Missy Elliott. Yeah, I mean, right. But I, I heard a, a snippet of it. I mean, I kind of dig that. Like, they're still, it's the same song. But at, like, at least well, what I okay, heard was, the, it's the same word. lyrics. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, but musically, definitely not the, yeah, yeah, it doesn't that's what match I mean. up at all. And then you've got the it's, the chicks in the background saying, "Ghostbuster." It seems so out of place. It's just. Ugh. And then Miss Elliot comes in with her fucking movie rap. Seems out of place. Well, I like the trailers have me excited enough. Like, I mean, I I'm not yeah. all for it, but at the same time, that last trailer really saved it for me. I was like, um, cool. And then I only... heard this song, and I'm like, this is gonna be fucking. Is terrible. there a new trailer out? There's two trailers. Okay, then there I've, was I've watched the second one. Everyone yeah. hated the second, the second one. Second one was way better. I'm still not. I'm still not 100 on the visuals of the ghosts and all, but. Yeah, one did look like Dan Aykroyd, which is pretty cool. I'm not uh, like I'm. I'm still not sure if this is a sequel or a reboot because they keep billing it as the, both. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Is yes. Well, I initially wasn't on board until Bill Murray put out his statement about it after meeting the cast, seeing some of what was going on, yeah. and he himself said that these are some really funny ladies. That's why he agreed to. Take yeah, that's fine. Well, that, I mean, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're funny in that movie. Yeah, or that the movie itself is going to be good. They but might the be one... funny, and the movie might be trash. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as excited as I feel like I should be, considering how much I love the the original two. Well, yeah, I, and, and the real Ghostbusters heard, cartoon. Like when I first heard about an all female cast, it didn't phase me. I was no. like, okay, sure, why not, whatever. Uh, now tell us about the movie, and then they started to tell us about the movie, and I was like, are you sure? <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I'm gonna go into it. I'm going to try and go neutral like I did with the first Ninja Turtles. And hopefully, like the first Ninja Turtles, I love it. Um, I know, though, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I won't like this one more than the originals. No. Unlike the Turtles, because I ended up liking the new movie more. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get started here with Green Lantern Rebirth. Uh, Lanterns. Not to be confused. Uh, yeah, well, that's difficult, because it's... It's never been Green Lanterns before. It's always been Green Lantern. It's always Lantern. been Green Lantern or yeah. Hal Jordan. And now they've got Hal Jordan and the, and the Green, Green Lantern, Lantern Corps. Core. Which before and was just the, Green Lantern Corps. Don't they have a third one that's going to be Green Lantern Corps? I think so. Yeah. I think we're getting a total of three different Green Lanterns. I mean, honestly, with the uh, with New Fifty Two, they had a handful of different. Yeah. Uh, well, they had a Red, uh, Red Lanterns book, yeah. uh, which like skyrocketed Atrocitus. 
to uh, well, they, they had a bunch of other ones that were like Warfly, Sinestro. Yeah, they, I think they had some maze. Like, mini in there. Yeah, so it was weird. Although the red follow. Red Lanterns was an it actual actually, yeah, it actually yeah. it lasted for a little while. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Green Lanterns <laughs> Rebirth. Uh, got a big old one on the front there, not to be confused with Green Lanterns number one. <laughs> Although it will be. All right. So we start out, we've got a good uh, view of the galaxy here, a lot of great, like, colorful stardust, and some uh, overlaying text coming from a Red Lantern talking about the character of Will, of Hal Jordan, and then saying he's a problem. Talking about Jon Stewart and his background, saying that he's a problem. Then they quickly go over Guy Gardner and the Kyle Rayner real quick. They're like, eh, they're problems too. They don't. They don't even get. They, they have to share a, a, a word box. <laughs> they, they don't even get their own collected. Yeah. Like, ah, we gotta. <laughs> but they, uh, apparently, this Red Lantern uh, has some sort of vision of the future, and nobody else can seem to see what he sees. You turn the page, and there is a uh, guardian. I almost forgot what they were called. There's a guardian running from this entire race of aliens um, with a box. And apparently he's the last guardian. He's a lost guardian. I just dropped my notes on the floor. <laughs> and uh, he's trying to protect something that he created, something that was forbidden. And apparently it's a new ring. Um, he's about to get overtaken by these aliens when he opens the box and a rainbow of colors shoots out. Uh, I don't know if it kills everything. It doesn't really show what happens after that, or if it just teleports. What symbol what? is that that comes out of it? There's is no that, symbol. It's, well, is yeah. that supposed to be a symbol? It, looks it kind like, of looks I thought like it was it. just random dashes, but now but that it, I look at it, yeah. It could be a symbol. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's a new ring, so it's probably the symbol yeah. for that ring. Um, the rainbow ring. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the uh, Red Lantern text box ends by saying, uh, not even the Green Lanterns of Earth will escape from whatever is coming that he's seen. And we jump to Simon Baz, who is scrubbing the word terrorist off of the garage at his sister's house. When a person shows up in a black suit, says, you missed your check-in. Apparently, he's supposed to have been checking in with the uh, FBI and giving them information on the Green Lanterns because he was uh, accused of some sort of terrorist act, which he didn't commit. It was actually, uh, he stole a car with explosives in the back. Yeah, that's that right. And, and they got labeled as a terrorist and stuff. And he um, got his ring when he was in jail. Guantanamo so, Bay, actually. for yeah. that situation. Yeah. Uh, good points, guys. These should have been in my notes. <laughs> That's what we're here for, man. Uh, anyways, uh, they're having a back and forth about um, what he should be doing and all that. When the guy asks uh, for one of the brushes he's working with because he's going to help. They're about to clean uh, this garage together, and Simon's ring goes off saying, Code 109. 109, unknown spacecraft, entered terrestrial atmosphere, respond immediately. So he goes off to do that. Then we cut to a tennis court. Is that a tennis court? No, that's soccer a soccer field. field. Uh, we cut to a soccer field where we see 
what is her name? Her name is Jessica. Jessica Cruz. Cruz? Yeah, Jessica, Jessica Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, we yeah. see Jessica Cruz, and she's she was Power Ring in uh, in the Fifty Two, like in the oh, Dark okay. Side War storyline. That's actually right, when yeah. she gained uh, the actual Green Lantern ring. Um, she's monologuing about the ring and about being uh, somewhat of an introvert and having anxiety, and uh, she doesn't know why she's out there when she sees her sister, uh, who runs up and hugs her. And so happy that she got out of the house. And they're talking about the fact that she's now homeless, Jessica. And that she should move in with her sister when Jessica's ring goes off. Another code 109. So, both uh, both lanterns show up on the scene, uh, meeting each other for the first time. Um, Jessica thinking she was the only one. Uh, Simon thinking he was the only one outside of the others. Uh, and they have a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, until they're talking about the specific lanterns, and um, Simon's telling yeah. her that the only way that someone can get a ring is if a previous lantern dies. Exactly, and uh, he asks if someone dies, and he's <laughs> asking her to please tell him it's Guy Gardner. I immediately want this book <laughs> uh, because, like, okay, and like I would, I would love this if they just did uh, a rebirth one shot. Where the land, uh, where the entire Justice League shows up outside of what I assume is Guy Gardner's job, uh, working as a frontier uh, customer service representative. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they just pick him up. They take him to the secluded place, and it's an eighty-page epic where they just flip him off panel by like panel before Doctor Manhattan finally reveals himself and kills Guy Gardner. <laughs> Best book. They could charge me twenty dollars for it, <laughs> and I'll buy four. I'll buy uh, seven. <laughs> I'm yes. gonna write that I'll book top for you. I really, 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 really want that book. Um, every member of the DC universe has. Well, to be you in do know an artist. Middle fingers. Yeah, we've got we've got Travis. You can write it. Um, I can photocopy it. <laughs> I'll I'll be salesperson. Yeah, you can sell it to me. To you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, okay, so they make that joke about Guy Gardner, who in himself is a joke, and um, all, when all of a sudden the spacecraft that they've shown up to explodes, and out comes a Manhunter. Um, not to be confused with the Martian Manhunter. No, yes, not the Martian Manhunter. This is a Manhunter of the Green Lantern Corps. It's uh, some sort of an android yeah, like whose focus is on Manhunting. So, uh, anyways, they um, they decide to take it on, all while arguing amongst themselves, uh, telling each other to get out of each other's way, and the Manhunter ends up getting shut down, and you hear, failure registered lantern crews, simulation ceased, when all out of nowhere you hear, we call that first swing a big miss, and it's Hal Jordan coming down. It's such a heaven. glorious shot. Yes, yeah. and it's such a great Green Lantern shot, too. Um, especially some sort of Superman pose, lantern ring, blazing, and just tons of green rays of light behind him. Uh, he's essentially Green Lantern he's Jesus. He's an Emerald Jesus, yes. <laughs> he's the Emerald Jesus. Um, and he tells them that they were given the rings because they have the ability to overcome great fear, so they should start acting like it. After a bunch of advertisements we've seen in that, every single that's rebirth, so to say, <laughs> uh, he deactivates the Manhunter and explains that it was all a test uh, to see where they were at with their abilities, and that they failed. Um, 
When the two start bickering, he tells them to bring up their uh, lanterns, their, their batteries, their power batteries. Uh, he takes them and merges them together and says, "Now you're a team. You're gonna have to work together." They uh, they want to know if they're going to end, if he's going to end up helping them when he says, "Well, there's something going on with um, Sinestro and." The bulk of the core is missing. Isn't, isn't there always something going, always on something going on with Sinestro? Uh, so him and the remaining lanterns need to go deal with that, uh, which I guess is what's taking place in uh, the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps book. But uh, he July. says he's uh, it, the core is all about collaboration. Uh, and when you're stationed on Earth, that goes beyond you two. And then you see a big shot of the Justice League on some sort of tower why do we get an upskirt shot of wonder woman right uh i just want to know where the fuck this tower is that that's that's it looks like it they're in space yeah are they all in space right because they were just on the planet well he's whatever i think he's opening up like a window like a okay oh and maybe that's what that whole green lantern symbol panel there is is the window sure yeah, let's go Absolutely. with that. Uh, he's like, the Green Lanterns aren't around to help train you, so we've got the next best thing. Referring to the Justice League. Um, so he See, leaves. Yeah, it was the Watchtower. Yeah, he was. Uh, did they? Yeah, he just and then he leaves them at the Watchtower. When did they get to the Watchtower? Oh. Did he stop in mid sentence so that they could fly into space? Just like, <laughs> but where are we going? Shh. How? How? Where, where are we going? Shh. And then he just jumps right into Shut the fuck up. And when you're stationed, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he just stopped talking so they could go to space <laughs> real quick. Uh, so he leaves them at the watchtower. And we go back to monologuing from this red lantern. Uh, and he said, The prophecy said there would be a blackest night, then the brightest day. And now comes something else. And we see that it's Atrocitus who's been monologuing this entire time. Um, now I don't know these two red. Okay, I don't names. know what her name is, but she's a she's like big the yeah. second in command. Uh, this cat can I remember his name, but that is such a great story. Yeah, it's, it's like the, a two-page Jeff John story. Yeah, but it's amazing. Where his owner was murdered. Mur- yeah, yeah, and he was so angry, got the ring, and then he tracked them down and murdered, murdered them. Yes, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, but anyways. It, Turns out it was Atrocitus monologuing, and he says, Soon it will be upon us, the Red Dawn. I am Atrocitus, Keeper of the Rage, Father of the Red Lanterns. Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz are two lanterns of Earth now, but they won't be a problem. Our plan for Earth begins now. And then you go into Green Lantern number one. Auto. Which one? Uh, which half were you guys taking? Did I you think split. I think we should just tag team it. Yeah, just tag we'll, team it. We'll work with it. All right, go for it. <laughs> so we start out. Uh, Green Lanterns number one, lanterns. I know. Coral. God damn it. <laughs> there, uh, we got this nice outer space shot, and uh, is I'm that how sure. every book's gonna start? I, you Probably. Know, I feel like, and it. I'm okay with it. Guys, just all so these you are... didn't know we're space cops. Because they're they're it's very vibrant and. But uh, I think fun. that's that. It's Hal Jordan monologuing right here. Um, uh, no, no, I think that's. Uh, I think this is, no, this entire one is Jessica Cruz and Simon. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, I Simon's. Was, okay. I believe. Okay, I believe Simon's is the one with more of the black in the logo, and yeah. the one with the lighter lime <clears throat> green is Jessica. Yeah. So they're talking, and it's showing 
uh, a Green Lantern fist with the ring on it, and the different color rings going through space, talking about the Blackest Night and all that. We see a nice shot of all of the green, different Green Lanterns from different in the core different holding species. their fists yeah. up. Like, that's, that's such a good shot, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a pretty good page. Uh, to the next page, it almost looks like they're back out in the desert where they. They're actually in. Uh, Arizona. Arizona is it Pima or Pima County? No, it's Arizona. Deserts. It's hot. Yeah, and <laughs> they they got another alert. Code three twelve. Unauthorized alien location Earth. So that's why they're out here in Arizona, to this little old town. To almost it almost looks like a garage. House. Um. Yeah. It will. With yeah. like a little storage building out back. Not really sure what that is. It's just a it's a odd house. Is really all it is. And uh, and Simon keeps keeps saying that he can handle it. Jessica can can go on. He's got it under control. He's he even says he knows what the code is. He was completely wrong. He thought it was a, a ring. But um, he also goes into talking about why he likes to uh, he likes to keep a gun on his side, which is like he doesn't necessarily trust the ring, so he always makes sure he has backup. Uh, they went up touching down at this house. Uh, they did a scan, realized that that's where that's where this. Uh, uh, this unauthorized alien is that, and they both kind of blow the door down with this big Green Lantern battering ram, and uh, they go in like a couple of badasses, dude. Which is the head of which is actually shaped like a ram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they get in. It's just this old rundown house. Uh, looks like no one's there. They're like it's a crack house. Uh, this is the Green Lantern Corps. Anyone inside, give yourself up. Is what Jessica says. He's like, that actually sounded pretty decent. You've been practicing, like. <laughs> and then we have this crazy-looking guy with a shotgun saying, "Back the," which I'm just going to assume is fuck. It's back fuck. the fuck off. The, fuck. the blue woman owes me a ring, and he has the uh, the Red Lantern uh, logo like painted on his chest, and what I'm assuming is supposed to be blood. Yeah, his eyes are glowing red. Like he he's obviously full of that rage. And so he shoots the shotgun, hits Jessica. Simon's like, ah, he shot my teammate. Uh, Jessica! And he, like, he actually asks if she's okay. And she's coughing, getting up. And Simon's about to go apeshit on this guy. And, like, he says, final warning, drop your weapon. And the guy in the back, he's just like, I want my ring. I was promised a ring. I want my ring. But I love that Simon makes a car battery yeah. with his Green Lantern his, ring. Of all things, a car battery. is a fucking car battery. It he just love knocks this fucker out. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that's really great. Like, just I'm excited to like, see what else he does. Like, <laughs> she's like, like, internally, she's like way over the top. And she tells him, he's out. Good job. Yeah, I like how they, uh, to each other, they kind of compliment each other. they like, yeah, you're doing a good job. Seems like you're practicing. But internally, they're like, she's slowing me down. He's way over the top. Like, they, they're still talking shit and not liking the fact that they have to be partnered up. Yeah. But they're they're trying, it seems. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Jessica actually notices something, tells him to look up. And they realize there's their unauthorized alien. And it's, it almost kind of looks like a Cthulhu. Yeah type of, I'm not sure what kind of creature, but it's crucified up on the wall, and uh, I'm With, assuming the Red Lantern pins shoved through it. And the the blood and stuff behind it, I believe that's the Red Lantern. Yeah. It's kind of obstructed, but 
Yeah. Um, and then they get into alert, which is a code zero, uh, 603 unlawful execution detective. And down here at the bottom we see, bum, 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 like, like something's rumbling somewhere. And uh, so Jessica is like having a hard time handling this, getting sick. And she turns around and there's a hole in the floor leaning, looking down to the basement. And it's just full of like dead the, bodies of aliens, they, humans. And they look like they've been like sucked dry almost. They look like yeah. almost mangled or mutilated. And so they're like, you know, after they find the one alien, they're like, should we call the core? She turns around and sees that. No, and she they're said, like, should we call the cops? That's what yeah. she says. Oh, cops. Yeah. I thought it said core. Is, after finding all the bodies, they're like, definitely call the cops. That's yeah. why this next scene, you have all of, like, you have it's... police, ambulance, everybody there. Yeah. So now the cops are kind of laying into them, and... They're just try telling them they pretty were, much, they're trying to do their job. Yeah, they're pretty much insinuating that they had real lanterns like Hal or, or John. This, you know, I mean, it's probably better under control. They're just a couple of rookies. And like you said, like, they're trying to tell them, like, dude, we're doing the best we can. We are real Green Lanterns. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. And then, uh, and then while they're kind of arguing with this police officer, there's a woman from the crowd that's kind of breaks through the, the barricade and the, the cop that's kind of holding them back and is starts to freak out on Jessica and asking why this happened to her son. The cops said they can't talk about what happened, like she's freaking out. Then her eyes start glowing red and she gets pissed and you hear that ba-boom, 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 ba-boom again. And she, she tells him, promise me you'll make the, someone pay, pay for doing yes. this. And then the whole crowd starts getting filled with that rage as well and their eyes are glowing red and they're like, we want revenge. That ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom keeps going on in the background. And they're getting hit. The, the lantern's getting hit with this noise that ba bum and it's apparently like really affecting them. Yeah, and the the ring says warning code red twelve rage level spiking, and they think it looks like a bomb. Get back, and then this shed explodes, and up comes this giant red tower, which is the tower that the that the hate. Build guy that they had with the shotgun that I took out just earlier said that he he's been watching it, he's been protecting it, he's been overseeing it. Now that's why he deserved his ring, and uh, and it kind of looks like this crazy like off planet wasteland after that happened. Yeah, so you know they're they're talking like this. Baz is like this wasn't as simple as I thought, and they're like you know this junkie couldn't have done this alone. You know, pretty much it's there's something bigger going on. Yeah. And then you, from off panel, somebody else freeze, and we see that it's, uh... It's, it's not Amanda, Amanda... It's not... No, it's not Amanda Waller. It not? No, it's, it's an art... Because she mentioned something about, like, uh, Amanda Waller says hello. I, I'm... No. I, uh, uh, isn't it? No, I don't know. It just says, this contamination scene is now in the jurisdiction of Argus. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, She's no. not uh, Amanda Waller. No, but she no. is an Argus agent. But, uh... I'm not really sure who that is, though. The, this part is funny... Vinny probably likes this part. Uh, Bat says, excuse me, we were helping as deputized by the main Green Lantern of, and she cuts him off and says, who, Guy Gardner? We don't need any more of him. No, thank you. We really don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I think that's kind of like, a subtle yeah, way no, of being like, yeah, no, we're right. That's like, two issues in a row they've shit on Guy Gardner. I, I really want to add this book to my 
pool. <laughs> it hopes that it does it every issue. Every issue. If they keep that like going, Guy Gardner is their frontier. The, yeah. The one the one issue they don't, I drop the book. <laughs> okay. And then the following issue is the death of Guy Gardner. You can't get a hold of a copy uh, for like a hundred for less than a hundred bucks. You know what? <laughs> it I wouldn't have, have been the first time that kind of thing have happened. I have one issue from the second volume of Justice League of America. Because it's an issue where Batman beats the shit out of Guy Gardner. <laughs> so, yeah. You I really don't book. like Guy Gardner, do you? I really don't. Who really, who's really a fan of Guy Gardner? They, like, they're out there. I know, but you don't see them that much. And then when you find out who they are, you politely ask them to leave before shooting them in the back. Yes. So, going on, uh, the, this chick who's not Amanda Waller tells them that this is, this is a under the federal government now they need to leave and simon's about to get all feisty and just like no no yeah just like, like we're gonna piss off hal like let's let's just get out of here there's nothing really we can do and then uh we get atrocious atrocious atrocitus thank you atrocitus uh uh monologuing monologuing thank you fuck <laughs> <laughs> say the universe is madness. This guy dude doing and, word things. Yes. And th it, this is just a wicked scene oh, I right love it. here. Uh, we're back on, what, what's that planet called, Vin? What's, the, um, what's that? Who's that? Planet Yesmol? 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 I don't know. Six, 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 six. God love Josh. Six, six, six. Uh, oh, and so now we've got a Charles in this blue skin, spidery type bitch. Uh, what begs her name? Jeff Johns. I doing think that? it says it uh, somewhere he, here in a second. He did this one. Um, but they uh, they're going back and forth. She hasn't done her job right. He's mad. Like he's got her head in his hand, not just her neck, but her, her head whole head. Yes, in his hand. Her neck is in his thumb. That's, yeah, that's how huge yeah. this guy is. Um, he's saying the universe, this mad universe, would say. Yes, there's been victims forgotten, and crimes justified in toleration. Shall sins go unpunished? And he respectfully disagrees that rage has its place. It brings balance to the world. But he also mentions that that rage is deteriorating, that it's dying. They're they're kind of dying out, and that they need they need this big event that is that we're building to, to bring that back. And and the Hell Tower plays a big part in that that's that big tower that came out and uh they're talking about a seed as well a rage seed he needs to plant the rage seed in the hell tower out it sounds awful sexual to me if you don't uh, mm -hmm. go, on, go on put on some barry white and pour a little cavassier yeah, and maybe make him a fish sandwich <laughs> but uh so they're, they're talking yeah. about how they're facing the red lanterns are facing facing extinction and if that happens, the universe will fall into chaos because rage is not there to keep the balance yes, of everything part of the else. Balance. So that's why they need the rage seed to protect the Hell Tower. Red Dawn is coming. The Red Lanterns will never die. And then we cut back to uh, to Jessica and her sister. They're back in Oregon, and they're shopping for the new apartment. She's buying her linens and such. And Jessica's internal monologue is talking about how much she still hates being in public. She hates being around people. Her anxiety levels are through the roof. Like, that is her fear, is other people is being around them. And uh, her ring sets Social off... Social anxiety. Yes, thank you. Uh, her ring sets off another alert, another warning, saying that there's another Code 12, rage levels are spiking. And it's triangulating 
find the epicenter of the rage was it uh, epicenter of the rage spike, and it finally locates it, and then it cuts over to uh, to Simon Cruz. Um, Simon or Simon Baz. Uh, he's We're gonna get dinner. married. She, he's gonna take her last name. It's it's gonna be in the it's gonna be at the end of this arc. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. So he's sitting having dinner with his family, uh, his sister, saying, you know. Uh, the terrorism charges were dropped, and like the, he's arguing those charges were false. And but, but if he doesn't play ball, if he doesn't like help them out with info in the Green Lantern ring, all those charges could resurface at any time. Like pretty much, like he's still under their control. Yeah. So so he he's trying to tell the guy because this is the same guy that was helping him clean off the garage and. Lanterns number or rebirth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there, he's saying he's like, I'm not gonna let my family get hurt. I'll leave. I'll go high. I'll go into space. So with, with all the rest of the Justice League who we can't find, right? So next thing we know, Simon's eyes start glowing green, and we see a little bubble. Baz, this is Jessica. Come in, dude. And, and I after... love. I love this page. We, we have, uh, down here at the bottom, the ring speaks to Simon and says, Lantern Simon Baz, you have the ability to experience Emerald Sight, which is a new lantern I, was saying, I think it's a new ability. I'm... And he sees all these flashes of things of himself laying bloodied on the ground. What it looks like is that Emerald Sight, this is just what I gather from just this page, it shows him things that has happened in the past, things that are happening now, that are possible happenings of the future. And who is this dude here with the red uh, Is that somebody we already know yet? I don't think so, because uh, at first I was thinking that, I that think was he's the crazy guy with the ring. I think, like, like, I think it's just a, an idea that civilians are now getting these rings. Uh, I, I well, because I think that's the whole premise of the Red Dawn, is that they're, just, they're going to start giving out red lantern rings to people just to incite rage. Because yeah. they did wind up mentioning, I can't remember if it was at the end of this one or the Rebirth, that... Uh, actually it was Rebirth where Hal was saying that there's a reason why we have we're starting to get so many Green Lanterns on Earth like maybe maybe they're preparing for something that we don't know about yeah so that kind of leads right into that you know and and then we go and we see Jessica and she's in her Green Lantern uniform screaming Baz I'm in trouble Simon come in and she's but she has the whole ball, like, bombarding her. It's completely surrounded, dragging her down, just screaming rage, rage, rage. And you hear the rage, ball, 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 ball. Jessica. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And then, uh, cuts over to the last page, the last, or last shot we get, uh, is Trasha, the, Trasha. Atrocious. <laughs> the red, the red lantern dude that looks really grimy. He says, when they come face to face with their own rage, one lantern will serve, the other will fall, and Earth will succumb to the power of the Red Dawn. And then you just see hit like a uh, like a hologram almost of Simon's head and Jessica's head. And the Earth behind it. And the Earth behind it, all red tone, and the bump, 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 bump down the background. I love how love how the next issue is called Mall Cops, Mall spelled M A U L. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. Um, now, obviously, I think it's obvious that Simon Baz is going to be the one who turns 
I think he's I think he's gonna give in to the rage because he's the one so. who's got to the me, most going To me, to me, I hope so because Jessica's already been the bad guy as far as like in the Justice and, League. Yeah, and uh, Jessica could, like she could give in to fear, like maybe Yellow yeah. Lantern up, but I I think like her big story arc will be her finally overcoming all of this stuff. The willpower will finally shine through to its fullest, and that's what she'll need to beat Simon, who gets the Red Lantern ring. Um, which is why I like outside of the Guy Gardner stuff, I don't really feel too pressed to get these books because I feel like you Green Lantern's predictable happen. at this point. I mean, yeah, we've got Emerald Sight. I didn't see a new power coming, but at the same time, it always seems like with every new event, they just make shit up on the spot. And they're just <laughs> like, oh yeah, remember how we haven't flushed out of all uh, all the Green Lanterns? That was a part of the plan. Yeah. Here's a new power. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I feel like the I feel like if Red Dawn becomes a thing even remotely close to how they did Black of Night Brightest Day, uh, because this isn't just gonna affect like a small population of the world. Uh, I feel like it's gonna affect it's gonna have a big effect worldwide. Yeah. Uh or well Universe universally. World. Yeah. Uh I I honestly I don't expect this to get even like half close to half yeah. of how big blackest night was um like was there any big uh green lantern story arcs in new 52 um wrath of the first lantern maybe um i mean only because it got it kind of goes deeper into their background yeah but now that new 52 is again acknowledged as not exactly the main continuity yeah. because Rebirth is kind of... It kind of seems like Rebirth was, from what I assume, was they took some from New 52 and everything. Yeah, Briars. Rebirth like, is merging the best. the best of everything. Because there's Which still, is, there's still some, a lot of New 52 stuff that like they talk about in Oh yeah, and we so, just like, started Rebirths like this whole, like, mm-hmm. where this is going, so like, we there's so much more to get through, and oh, it's yeah. going to be so complex that like we, it, it's hard to say, but um, honestly, I don't think it's going to be one of those things that shows up on the cover of Bat, like Batman Red Dawn. Uh, yeah, I like you mean like a uh, like a cross series. Yeah, I don't, I don't I like, think it's going to get that big, yeah. but I see it at least maybe having one issue in each series of the main. I think it's going to be. I, what? Just I, I think it, if anything, it might trickle across uh, the, all the Green Lantern. Oh books. yeah, well yeah, because there was something mentioned in. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much you can pick up Hal's, yeah. Hal's story and Hal Jordan and the I Green Lanterns coming best up July 13th. Uh, yeah. Best case scenario, it'll go through all the Green Lantern books at least. Um, worst case scenario, it's like a four-issue arc that only happens in this book. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's got a hell of a setup. Like, I'm expecting yeah. something from it, you know? Yeah. It just fizzles out, and, like, yeah, uh, Simon walks up, punches Atrocitus, and it's just over. <laughs> I'd be so pissed, because Atrocitus no, is a bad Atrocitus pulls the mask off, and it's Guy Gardner. <laughs> God damn it, Gardner! Hasn't he been, He was a Red Lantern at one point. That oh, fucking... Yeah. That stupid bitch. <laughs> what if he shows up as a, a big Red Lantern in this story? You, This will probably be your number one book by that point. Like, oh, Guy Gardner's like, actually in here. He's you know a bad they guy. Have, and they, they're going to eventually going to have to kick his ass. They shat yeah. on him twice in two separate issues. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Like, he gets killed in this arc. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Obviously, they'd be cool. But yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then they keep making fun of him after he's dead. Fucking fucking. Yeah, still, still cracking jokes. <laughs> like, yeah, you remember Guy Gardner? Oh, it's what like happened? it's like with most um, most titles right now. It's you want to see where it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Really do. This is the only one so far that's been kind of predictable. Um, I mean, outside of our whole call in the Watchmen stuff, they yeah. they blat- It wasn't even really a prediction because I mean, you know, blood splattered, smiley face button, blue yeah. arm, blue arm. Out. It's it's the Watchmen. Uh, he talked. Well, no, I mean they're on Mars with a watch, and a blue text box is talking to Adrian. The yeah, very first, the, the very first panel, the very first page of the DC Universe Rebirth was a watch. Yeah, and talking about a watch. Granted, it was. Yeah, it was well, a different yeah. watch. It was, but, it was Wally's watch. Come on. Wally West watch. Wally West watch. Oh, <laughs> you fucked it up. All right. Uh, moving on from that, um, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting story. Um, Oh, you're going to take us out with Titans, which is um, supposed to be a pretty ingrained book with the whole, what we were just talking about with Rebirth and what's going on with the 10 years that's missing and everything. Well, yeah, because like right here on the main cover, it shows Wally West in his new suit that he got from the Speed Force and Flash Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Question real quick. No, wasn't that Flash number one? Yes. Yeah. Quick question. Is this somehow take place after that? Uh, what, what's the Titans book that we were reading? Titans Hunt. Titans Hunt. Yes, yes okay. because at the very end of Titans Hunt, I, don't, I think um, I think I missed the, the last issue or last yeah, issue of that. The at the very end of issue eight, there's a big lightning crack that kind of like that's the return of Wally. Ah, uh, and then it's essentially you... right after that is the whole DC universe. Yes. Yeah. The My two lead-ins to this are Rebirth, uh, Flash, Rebirth, Titans Hunt, and then you get to this book. Yeah. Okay. Right so, on. like, I really enjoyed this book. Uh, one, I'm a big fan of Nightwing, and he's one of the yeah. main people. But it was it was a really heartfelt book. Yeah. Uh, like, we start out, we see the old Teen Titans, and it's Wally talking through this whole thing. He says, once upon a time, we were the Teen Titans. And we see Dick Grayson as Robin, Kid Flash, Speedy with his trucker hat on, yeah, uh, Donna Troy, yeah, uh, Aqualad, and can't remember who that is. Uh, yeah, I can never remember her name. But she's the chick still in the in green. Here. She's still in here, <laughs> redheaded green dress. Chick. But I can't remember her name. And <clears throat> we see he's talking about how you know there were memories together. These guys were. More more than just friends, they were family, and they're sitting on a couch. Wally's about to take a picture of them, and he snaps the picture and then speeds over behind him, putting bunny ears up behind Speedy and the chick in green. <laughs> we'll find her name out here in a minute. She does get called out by name later. Uh, so it, it's just this nice, casual, fun family photo. I love the part where... Robin's telling uh, Donna to lay off because she's got her arm around his neck. Uh, oh, yeah. Just yeah. A, yeah, just a fun <laughs> little headlock type thing. But she's super strong. So. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just helped. Just smile. Just smile. Bitch. And uh, <laughs> so, so we go down, and after that, we see Wally holding that same picture, but he's not in it. Dun, dun, dun. He's not in the picture that he, he took where he should Marty be. Marty McFly. Yeah. 
And he's talking about then it became Whoa, a memory. Dog. That's heavy. And then even the memory faded. And like this is a really good shot of just Wally in his suit. Yeah. Still red hair flowing. I haven't seen his and all that. Yet. Yeah, it's Is that like red and silver? Yeah. Uh it's got kind him of and Flash both have new cool. suits. And because in Flash number one, Flash had a uh they were talking about suits while I was like, I'll just get a new one from the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. And Flash was like, oh yeah, I forgot oh, we wait. could do that. No, that was Flash Rebirth. So, well, I gave him shit for still using the ring. Yeah. So, he's talking about how he's just a memory. You know, he used to be Kid Flash, but not anymore. All my friends have forgotten me. And then from off panel, we see someone say, who are you? And it's Nightwing. And while he's talking about... Back in blue. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that. Uh, so he's saying, I've come back to repair the damage to make things right. And, you know, only only Barry has remembered him so far. To everyone else, he's a stranger. And in this panel right here, Wally looks really weird. Like, that, it's just... Like he's malnourished or something. Yeah. 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 But, uh, it's a strange artwork. But we see Nightwing standing there it's pointing at him. Yeah. And Wally's like, dick? And Nightwing what looks at him, he's like, how do you know that name? And so, no, I was just making an observation. You're a dick. <laughs> he, he's still monologuing. And so Nightwing like leaps over like half of the boxes and furniture in the place. He's like, I don't know who you are. How did you get in here? He's like, whoa, I'd forgotten how fast Nightwing was. And coming from a speedster, that's saying Yeah, something. that's a compliment. And Unless it's a female speedster. Nightwing goes to punch him <laughs> and gets shocked. Like, gets the shit shocked out of him. Yeah. And he's I'd also like, like to point out that the light that shocks all these people so far, Barry yeah. and Dick, is blue. Yes. So. Uh, and he, well, he's like, what was that? I didn't, I didn't mean to. And Nightwing, he looks at him, he's like, did you just tase me? What the hell, Wally? What was? And then he pauses, and the next one, he's like, Wally. And. The the oh, internal monologue, right now, yeah. Man. The <laughs> internal monologue goes, "He knows me. He knows me." And so he's like, "I don't understand. I know your name, but I don't know how." And while it's like, "I'll explain it," and he's like, "Where are the Titans?" And from off panel, we see someone say, "Right here." And while he's like, "Ah, hi guys," and it's all of them. It's Aqualad, Donna. Uh, Speedy with a backwards hat on now. They're uh, weapons drawn and battle ready. Yeah. So so they're already like, he's an intruder in their home. They don't know who he is. And he's like, uh, or Speedy looks and he's like, did you pick the wrong apartment to bust into? (laughs) Yeah. And so they start firing at him, trying to hit him and all that. And of course, he's just zipping out of the way of everything. He's too fast. He's like, they come at me from all sides and they're attacked. I see the very quality of the man and friends. Roy's determination. Donna's protective fury. Lilith. Lilith. Lilith is okay, her yeah. She's in green shroud now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lilith exposing her vulnerable mind to find the truth and Garth, the unwavering friend you're lucky to have. And Lilith is like, he's done something in Nightwing. His mental patterns have been altered. And that's when Aqualad goes out and he's like, what'd you do? 
And while I was sitting there trying to think, like, how can I prove to them that I'm not their enemy? They need to remember. And Nightwing's trying to get them to stop. He's like, you know, you guys need to stop. Donna's like, who is he? He And Lil's like, it doesn't matter how fast you are. You can't outrun your own thoughts. And this whole time, like, he, he's speeding around, dodging every attack, except for this mental attack. And he's like, they need to remember me or else I had to come back for nothing. And Roy comes in and sucker punches him. And Roy gets shocked. And he sees a memory of Wally and Roy where Wally's giving him crap for living in a downtrodden apartment alone. And he's like, what would Green Arrow think? Speedy's like, he thinks it's still of my mom. He's not around much. I look after myself. And he's like, isn't it annoying having a flash breathing down your neck all the time? And as he starts to say something about Barry, Speedy just cuts him off and offers him a beer. So <laughs> it's just it's a, a very simple, like, almost meaningless memory. But it's a memory that uh, Speedy now has again of him and Wally. And that's when it dawns on him. He's like, okay... For once, running's not the answer, so he lets Donna tackle him, and she gets shocked and finds a memory of the two of them setting up a prank to dump, looks like, baby doll heads on someone yeah. when they open a door. Uh, they're water or, balloons. Oh, water balloons. Yeah. Uh, baby doll heads. <laughs> baby doll Well, they have, it's they super have faces on them. Hilarious prank. <laughs> baby doll heads filled with red jello? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, mind of Alpha Spectre, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. He, but he's telling Donna, he's like, you know, she's like, this is uh, the kind of training we did on our planet, or, you know, where I'm from, we focus on discipline. He's like, oh, well, just because it's all women has to be another planet, Odal? Well, yeah, Sexist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to get it straight. Yeah. Yeah. So you tell me, he's like, you know, this, this is a different kind of training. So, so now Wally just completely stops running and lets both Lilith and Aqualad tackle him. And let me guess, they all get memories too? Yeah. <gasps> uh, Lilith gets one of the romance between her and Wally. And that'd be awkward. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You touched me where? <laughs> I don't even know you, man. It's like, wait. We kiss? We're both redheads? What? This seems slightly normal. <laughs> Everything is right. And then the one of Aqualad is Aqualad having a conversation with him about, you know, not knowing if he fits in on the surface world, thinking about going back. And Wally telling him, he's like, there's always going to be people who won't accept us, but you're no outsider. You have friends, great friends here. And so after all that, they all remember him. And Lil's like, Wally. It's Wally. And Don's like, Wally? Wally? Aqualad's confused. Uh, and he's like, the Speed Force must have sparked something in each of you and shocked your memories back to life. And that's when Dick goes on to explain, the first thing I remember wasn't a big thing. And it's a memory of Wally and Dick as Robin sneaking into the Batcave and taking the Batmobile out on a joyride. <laughs> and it's so much fun because he's like 
one is like, are you allowed to drive it? And it's like, yeah, if no one finds out. I love this, because the Batmobile is so universally cool in both universes, oh, ours yeah. and theirs, that Wally's like, I never ride in cars, but I want to ride in this car. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And so he's like, you know, and at long last, I'm finally home. And this panel right here, it's just of all of the Titans surrounding Wally, hugging him because they remember him and he's back. Oh. And this was probably the, mo the most heartwarming panel in this whole book. It gets an entire page to itself. He's like, there's a lot to tell you, but not, you know, I don't know where to start, so I'll tell him to start at the beginning. And he goes on to tell him that he's been away outside of time, and it's not really a trip he'd like to repeat. And he was looking at, at the whole universe. And now Roy's confused, telling him he doesn't make, make much sense. Uh, Donna looks at him, and he's like, we're still friends, because Roy's like, we used to be friends once upon a time. And he's like, but yeah, I haven't been around for years and she feels really bad because she's like, this isn't right. How could I not have known you? And Dick's like, we all did. We couldn't give it a name, but we knew there was something missing. And it was you, Wally. Aqualad says Dick's right. You know, it, it, they've all been back and forth since the Titans have gotten back together about how something just seems off. There's something missing. Something just doesn't feel right. And so now they're they're talking, they're thinking that Mr. Twister has done something and altered the memories, uh, and that it was Mr. Twister who removed Wally from time and trying to figure out why he would have done it. And Wally says, that's why I came back to find out, to warn you guys. And he's like, I had to, I lost so much, but you don't know. And then he whispers, Linda which was the first person uh, yep. that he tried to reach, his, his wife, the, uh, girlfriend or fiancé. Yeah. yeah. I believe it was his fiancé. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, whoever it was tried to keep us apart. And so they're going back and forth. We found each other. Whoever did this priority knows I'm here. We need to be ready. And Roy's like, what are you saying? Uh, Lilith saying, he's saying it's going to happen again, aren't you, Wally? He says, I think it is, but no matter what they do, they can't keep us apart. The Titans are going to figure this out together. As Wally points to the picture that he was holding that he was removed from, that he is now once again a part of. So that Just ends... like Back to the Future. Yeah, he fixed it. So, like, this is going to be a, a big part of what's going to be going on. Uh, because, obviously, Wally is the epicenter of the rebirth. Yeah. So, and, and not only the fact that this has some of my favorite characters in it, Nightwing, uh, I've always really liked Kid Flash, but, like, there's going to be a lot of fun in this book, I think, as well as a lot of really good action and yeah. really good story coming along. I, uh, I've got too many books in my book. <laughs> like, I just recently retooled everything, redid my budget and all that. But out of all the impulse ads that I've uh, that I've put on there, I'm super glad I'm I'm gonna be reading uh, reading Titans, because um, it is it just seems like it's gonna be fun, well written. Uh, they obviously know how to handle the emotion, uh, the yeah. gravity of the situation yeah. that they're oh, in. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Which is so weird. You know, when you and talk they make, about, they make you care about characters that you don't really know about, or some most, a lot of people don't really yeah. know about. I mean, granted, yeah. everybody knows about Robin. By now, people with, like, <laughs> Young Justice stuff, they know about yeah. uh, Kid Flash. There's a variety of these characters. Um, like, but yeah, and it's so weird when you're talking about these writers, um, and you're like, they know how to handle this situation, like, like they came out of the speech force. Yeah. <laughs> like, <and laughs> you imagine that happening, and they're like, it's okay, guys, I'm gonna write Titans. Uh, one time I came out of the speed force, and like, all my friends remember me, it was pretty yeah, weird. I'll just, weekend. I'll just write my own personal encounters and experiences, yeah. and we'll just throw some art on. Put myself in the book. <laughs> but yeah. I am um, Wally. I'm I'm glad I'm gonna be reading that. Yeah. If you want to borrow, like, it. Oh, are you reading it? Too? Oh yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'll, I'll be. Yeah, picking it up because I have a lot, way too much yeah. stuff in my pool. Stuff that I should probably drop just because I'm not able to read nearly as much as I was able to. Guess I'll jump into my book. Me being the Batman fan that I am, I'm gonna go ahead and cover Batman issue one. I'm not gonna deal with the rebirth because. It was all right. But yeah, there's was, was nothing too Some exciting cool for me. Cool calendar man stuff. Yes, it was. I like that they didn't go right away with a, a bigger villain. They're like, well, mm-hmm. throw a little calendar man in there. You remember him, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember him, right? 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 I, I think that was probably wish fulfillment for Snyder. He was like, probably. no, who I didn't get to calendar man. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> that was his and, last. And and, yeah. and he always wanted to do Two Face, but he's doing Two Face in All Star. So yeah. But at least the first arc. God damn it, I forgot about All-Star. Yeah, you're going to need to pick it up, man. I'm probably going to. You like J.R.J.R. Apparently, yeah, apparently his work in this is probably the best he's done for a while. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing is that yeah. after a scene. So what I'm so happy to, to hear that because his I may have mentioned great. it on an episode prior. I just don't really like Maybe John it's Mita Snyder Jr. who brings out uh, the Maybe. best of people. I love Snyder. Yeah. Well, that being said, I actually I liked this issue. Uh, it's not Snyder, mm-hmm. even though he did help with the Rebirth issue one. Um, yeah. This is actually Tom King on, as the writer, uh, David Finch on pencils, Matt Banning on inks, Jordi Belair on colors, and then, even though you only do letters, Mr. John Workman, I'm going to throw you out there, too. <laughs> but, uh, we start out, first page is uh, the internal, the, the innards of a, a passenger plane, and you see a kid... Uh, Young teens just staring out the window over over Gotham, and you hear uh, the announcements over the over the the intercom telling them to buckle up, we're about to land, la di da. And next shot is outside of the plane, down on the roof of GCPD, next to the bat signal. We have uh, Mr. James Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, talking to uh, talking to Batman here, talking about a uh, a raid that's going on on Fort Marshall. That they can't get really any info on, but they do wind up having a. He does have a lead on some. Uh, what were they? Uh, Land to air missiles, surface to air missiles. Three s- surface to air missiles came up missing. They got a lead on it, then it wind up going cold. While he's talking about all this, we see a missile just shoot up through the air and hit that passenger plane that we just witnessed. So Gordon starts freaking out. Holy shit! We need to get the and looks around. Right. Right, he did the Batman thing. He disappeared. <laughs> Next shot is a pretty awesome shot of Batman upside down, dropping through the buildings. I, I, I still love this new costume. Yeah, I, that I is, think it's the purple on the inside. It is too. And uh, it's it's Batman. He's talking to Alfred over the intercom. And uh, let me let me jump into my notes real quick because actually I I chopped them down a little better in this. Uh, Alfred 
uh, informs Bruce over his comm link that, uh, that the plane is expected to come down somewhere in Gotham Square in approximately six minutes. So Bruce tells him to go ahead and contact uh, Clark, which we all know is Superman and Hal, Green Lantern. And uh, he also needs you can go and try to get their help, but he also needs to get Duke on the line. Duke is the new uh, the new Robin that came from uh, the Zero Year story. Yeah, came from the We Are um, Robin the story. Robin, the, what was it, Robin? Uh, Robin War. Yeah, yes. We Are Robin. He was Robin the Moore. leader. Of yeah, the yeah. Robins. well, there, there really was no leader, but he was the main character for the most part in and the story. And the line. thing to note about that is that uh, in Batman Rebirth. Uh, that was one of the main focuses was him bringing in... Yes, uh, yes, to bring him in to train yeah. as a Robin. And that's no, actually... not, not as a Robin. He says specifically, I'm trying something new. He gives him some weird, like, motorcycle type yeah, I can't remember what outfit. I don't know if he gave it a name yet or not. And it's got a was... bat symbol on it. Yeah, but he was it essentially... No he, he was He was playing the Robin part, as in, like, yeah. I'm going to train you to be a new guy. Not necessarily yeah. Robin. Cause so where's Damien? Damien? Um, honestly, Damien, I know Damien's going to be in the, uh, the Super Sun story, but I'm not sure where he's at in all this right now. Oh. They haven't really touched into it. But, uh, yeah, he tells him to contact Duke, and once Duke's on the line, he has him pull up info on both the plane and his Batmobile. And he tells him that he needs an angle. Pretty much what we f- figure out pretty quickly is that he's going to fucking jump the Batmobile and get on this goddamn plane. Duke tells him, like, a couple different roads he needs to take, how fast he needs to go, what angle he needs to take, and then... Alfred starts informing him that he can't get a hold of the league. He can't get a hold of Clark. He can't get a hold of Hal. So Batman winds up telling him, you know what? Just send him a reply and let him know we're fine. This is my city and I'll save it. And when he says that, he hits an ejector button and just <laughs> flies out of out of the Batmobile on this jet fuel fucking ejector seat. And I love his bat, I love his harness. Yeah, uh, it's a bat it's a big bat buckle in there. Because why not? <laughs> he spent an extra four grand on that buckle because somebody might see it when he's ejecting out of the fucking bat movie. Really? Like, these aesthetics, like, they're just for you, Bruce. They are. He's like, no one's going to see this. I just like looking down and seeing the extra bat on my chest. So as he ejects out of the Batmobile, like a quote-unquote bat out of hell. Like, that, that's all me. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he contacts Gordon and tells him that he needs to get emergency crews down to the Gulf of Blackgate. Because he, you know, he's going to ride this damn plane like a cowboy and try to push it into the water. Uh, cut back to inside the plane. There's a man just wigging out, freaking out, because the plane just got hit with a fucking missile. And he's like, <laughs> he's screaming, this is, it's Gotham. Gotham is the one that's killing us. Like, we're in the shithole of a city anywhere else. We'd have a Superman, Green Lantern, or there's somebody that just fly in. And fucking just save the day. Like, what do we get? We get Jokers, we get Riddlins, Riddlers, Penguins. It was like, in this city, you get the hero you deserve. And what do we deserve? And while he's going off, this kid who we saw in the very first panel, on the very first page, is looking out the window. And Batman is just gripped onto the wing of the plane, just slowly climbing across. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Batman I feel like shit. he looks in and, at the kid. I just kind of feel like he waits at the kid. No, I just think he just looks at him and just says nothing. He just keeps going. Like, no, he, fuck you, kid. He quickly crawls over and gives him a pair of binoculars. He, he actually <laughs> hands him a card that says, want to be a Robin? Call me. 1-800-BATMAN <laughs> or something. So, uh, where am I at on here? <laughs> oh, wait, I got to flip in my, in my notes here. This is going to all be edited out. Thank you, Odo. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then <laughs> Bruce starts climbing around the plane. He starts putting these little, what looks like uh, just little mini jets, like yeah. little thrusters, I guess. Starts sticking them all over the bottom of the plane. 
and where was helping. he keeping those? They're they they're collapsible out of the utility belt. I don't know. You asked too many questions. Um. Well, wait. Let's let's look at his injector seat. So did he have them with him? Uh, he may they may have been on the injector seat. They, he may have just took off Maybe. the thrusters off the injector. Maybe. Don't ask the questions. <laughs> he has them in a utility belt. I'm just I don't saying, care how small the utility belt is. He can keep these fucking saying. coffee can size. Snyder wouldn't have let this happen. <laughs> no, Snyder would not have let that. He would have had a good reason, yeah. any good way. There would have been at least four panels dedicated to that. Yes, but uh, <laughs> so Batman starts starts slapping these on here. Uh, Alfred's telling him how close he's getting to these buildings. What's the wing? And then he's asking what the wingspan of the building, and telling him like this is going to be close. Alfred's like, "Yes, sir, it is." And so he starts riding. After he, he has these thrusters going, he has the, his fucking back cable wrapped around this, this plane, and he's literally riding it like a fucking wild stallion. And Alfred even even makes the comment, he's like, well, it was once a commercial jetliner, is now the new Bat plane. And you see Batman riding this plane with the whole ass end on fire, coming right towards a couple skyscrapers, including Kane Plaza. Little call out to Bob Kane there. And he straight pulls a... I'm going to call it a Denzel in flight and like flips this fucking uh, airplane sideways so he can slide in between these two buildings. And all the while, there's this uh, dark, mysterious character on a rooftop right next to a bazooka with a cobra on it, which earlier, when Gordon was talking to Bruce on, on the roof, he mentioned something about cobra. Um, I'm not sure if cobra is a like a clan, like a, a a gang, or if it's an organization. I'm not really sure. I believe it's an anti-military organization. Okay. Isn't that? Didn't they the world destruction. make a ver uh, variation of the Bane Venom? Of the the Venom. I think you're right. Like, Were you taking me seriously just now? Because I was talking about GI Joe. Oh no no I just <laughs> no because. Like taking this kind of from the Young Justice show, but there was the group Cobra. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I'm not really sure. Modified the. But film. this mysterious character, all the while, like uh, uh, Alfred is actually over the comic, like letting him know, like with the the acceleration, like how you're gonna hit this water, like it's gonna be impossible to survive. Yeah. And Bruce is like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I just want to point this out. Fucking Batman is steering. An entire goddamn yeah. plane by hand. No, no, no. He's using he's he's the, using the the thrusters. He's putting a certain amount on one and not enough. Like that okay, way he's able to. Okay, but doesn't he have some sort of token? Yeah, he's. Here that's, oh, that's, I think that's he's just holding. Right. I just think he's hands, holding right. on. He's just riding <laughs> okay. like a like a mechanical bull. For a minute there, I'm like Batman's just this this uh, mysterious <laughs> this mysterious figure on the rooftop that's sitting next to this uh this dead Cobra agent. I'm assuming and uh, with their rocket launcher. Only thing he says is observe the clock, Batman. Whatever that means. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Clocks, Watchmen, I don't know. Could be nothing, could be something. It could be Aiden. It could be Rorschach. You know. He he wasn't kind of a uh, a trench coat looking Yeah. Nah, but he, he just doesn't have a hat. It wouldn't be him. So, uh going back to Guess what, Bruce? You're not going to survive this. He's like, yeah, I've, I know that, and I've come prepared for that. Like, get into the get into the safe. I've left messages for the boys. I love that he calls them the boys. Yeah. Like, he's like, also, let, I mean, Duke know if he wants to continue his training, hit up. Wait you know, a minute, man. Batman. 
What? what about Batgirls? Yeah, well, no, you, they don't get shit. You know? <laughs> they don't get shit. They'll, they'll get, like, a gift card for TGI Fridays, like $10 for <laughs> an appetizer or something. Like, wish I could be there. A little bat gift card. Yes, yeah, so it'll be in the shape of a bat. <laughs> or have the bat logo on it, like a Batman Robin. A bat, bat Robin. gift card? So oh, he tells uh, he tells Alfred, he's like, and also as far as Mr. Thomas goes, Duke, he's like, if he wants to, he wishes to continue his, his training and his education, see Grayson is as good a teacher as I ever was. And I love that he's just pretty much saying his goodbyes to Alfred. And there's a nice little callback to The Dark Knight Returns where he says to Alfred, is this a good death? Yeah. And Alfred says, yes, Master Bruce, they would have been. Oh, wait, no, 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 I skipped one. No, no, I was right. He said, (laughs) no, yes, Master Bruce, they would have been proud. As proud as I am, sir. As proud as I've always been. Please, my boy, rest assured, it is certainly a good death. And I'm getting fucking chill bumps, dude. Just, (laughs) ah. Because it's a, I mean, we've seen it a million times. Comics but are it's, awesome. But it's Alfred and, and Bruce saying their goodbyes. It's essentially yeah. him saying goodbye to his other father and, yeah, and Alfred's son. Yeah, we've seen it before, son. but it's not like in every day. No, it? but like we've seen it a good enough time that it's like, oh, okay, he's going to survive. This is a fucking Batman issue one. He's not going to die. <laughs> That's a goddamn issue one. So, nope, just as don't. he says that, the the nose of the plane is just starting to touch the water, and then it gets lifted up again. And I love the first thing Batman says is, like, Clark? Clark? Oh, oh, Jesus, Clark? And the very last page, it's a shot of, first it's it's just the plane, it's laying in the water, Batman on top of it, and there's word bubbles coming from above him, like they're hovering, it says, Batman, it is an honor and a pleasure. Please, allow me to introduce myself. And then you see these two masked heroes, quote-unquote? Yeah. Uh, they they are the, the characters that are on the cover of the main cover, I actually have a variant here, so... Uh, it's the ones with the G's on the chest, and everybody's been wondering who the hell they are since it was all announced. He says, I am Gotham, and she is Gotham Girl. This is our city, and we're here to save it. Nice. So now, Gotham actually has some super-powered heroes? Yeah. Um, I'm... They mentioned on uh, the uh, Inner Geeks podcast, mm-hmm. on, uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, they mentioned on the weekly stack that uh, there's a good possibility th- these characters could be um, Night Owl and Silk Spectre, and that maybe uh, some of these new characters popping up are reimaginings. Because remember um, that dude in the green in Mister, uh, I think it was uh, Rebirth, called Mister Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ozymandias. Oz, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shit, these could be reimaginings of. Um, Watchmen characters from Dr. Manhattan, or they could be in on the whole thing and Dr. Manhattan has given them new powers or, you know, you never know. But yeah, Or they could uh, just be all new characters that have nothing to do with the Watchmen and if that's the case, are these going to be legit heroes or is it going to be like one of those, oh, they're heroes, but then you find out that actually there's an agenda or maybe they're heroes with good intentions but bad ways of doing it or vice versa, like well, because we won't know till next month or in a week it, or two. It's, it's, two still, weeks. it's two weeks. It's yeah. Well, because that guy, the guy, Gotham, is a pretty... Why is it a Gotham man or Gotham guy? Why is it Gotham and Gotham girl? Why couldn't she be Gotham It is a weird, star? like, very uninspired names. They were, yeah. very. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now, what, was, what were you, uh, like, cringing about we, a moment ago? <laughs> just their names. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just like, <laughs> I am Gotham. But then that kind of raises the whole anyone could be Gotham. Like the heart of Gotham relies in its Gotham is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, or they'd be like, Gotham, and Gotham Girl, Gotham needs you. Gotham. Oh, the Gothic city this, of Gotham needs you, Gotham. The city of Gotham, Gotham needs Gotham, Gotham, Gotham and Gotham Girl. Gotham. All we know about them right now is that they have they apparently fly. super strength, and they fly. Um, but based on and that alone, they're shitty, kind of super uninspired bad names. And Supergirl. So, who knows? Yeah. They, they need new names. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Alright, guys, um, let's derail this DC train. Oh, we've done four derail. DC books. Um, and let's get a little image in here. Uh, the book I'm going to be talking about this, uh, glorious, glorious this time book. is Paper Girls number six. Um, now, because the story in this is so, like, you have to be following from number one, let me go ahead and give you a quick, re like, the quickest recap I can, because if I go into everything, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> um, basically, four girls start out one evening on a paper route. It's like, um, was it Halloween or Halloween? Yeah, Halloween? it was Halloween night. And it takes place in, is it outside Cleveland or outside Cincinnati? It's in uh, Ohio. It's, it's Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Like, it's the it's... suburbs of yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. And they take off on their paper route when all of a sudden all the power goes out in the town. And some crazy shit starts happening. Before you know it, they see these people who are speaking a language they can't understand trying to kill them. So they take shelter in a basement where they see some weird alien tech. Uh, then that disappears. <laughs> then they meet up with these time traveler guys. And one of them gets shot. Yeah, one of the girls gets shot. Um, then... There's a lot going on. Uh, it sounds complicated and confusing. But luckily for you... Volume 1 just came out uh, not too long ago, maybe a few weeks ago? Uh, yeah, because yeah. it they, they give up a couple weeks in between that and then yeah. they come back for the new so story. So, Volume arc. 1 collecting issues 1 through 5 is out. Pick that up. It, it is. It doesn't matter what kind of comics you like, you're going to like this one. It's and especially if you're weird. somebody our age or even a little older, like yeah. somebody who lived through the 80s, yeah. or at least some of the better parts of the 80s, <laughs> would love this. Because yeah. there's a lot of, of nostalgia factor there. It's just oh. a very well-written book. And because of that factor right there, that's why you're going to love issue six. Yeah. Because... And it's Brian K. Bond, dude. Like, <laughs> saga, come on. Because we start out on a suburban street following a Prius, which is listening to Coast to Coast AM radio on the date car. of June 2016. Is it not a Prius? It's a smart car. No, they, they actually make mention of it later on her smart car. Oh, it looks I'm like sorry. a Prius. I'm, so, I'm nitpicking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that is nitpicking. Totally a smart car. Yeah. I think it looks like a Prius, too. It's a smart it's a Prius, Prius car. car. Uh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Uh, I was I was doing good, and then fuck your shit. <laughs> no, oh, we derailed. Uh, you're derailing. So this is taking place in present day, like literally, because this book came out in June. Um, and she's listening to talk radio where it's just talking about a best-selling author and blah 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 blah. When she gets a phone call, um, she pulls out her headphones, plugs them in, and it's her sister complaining about their mother. They're going back and forth about uh, about it, and uh, it turns out the lady driving the smart car, the smart car, is uh, having trouble with the fact that she's 40 and that she's still waking up at this hour, which is 4 a.m., uh, which we see from her um, car radio. It's actually 4.40. 4.40. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, if I'm going to be continuing to God damn it, guys. You know, how long, you know how detailed this book is? <laughs> oh. oh, wait. Just wait. Yeah. So, 
Stop. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and they're, they're arguing about their jobs back and forth when she cuts off and says, what, uh, what the heck? Um, and it turns out there are three girls standing in the, uh, in the road. Now, those of you who have read from issue one and five, you'll know that this is uh, our main characters, Aaron, Mackenzie, and Tiffany. Um, there's a fourth main character, KJ, but she was taken off by the time travelers at some point to heal from something. I can't exactly remember. No. Was she the one that got shot? No, I don't think she was. She? No, uh, Aaron was the yeah. one who got shot. And the time travelers saved her somehow. I don't know. Um... <laughs> uh, but uh, she gets out of her car, and the girls say, excuse me, um, and it's Aaron speaking. She says, my name is Aaron Tang. I deliver newspapers, and my friends, and I need help. Um, the lady gets uh, walks closer to them and asks them if it's a joke, because her name is Aaron Tang. So and she delivers papers. <laughs> she delivers papers. No. Uh, but uh, so it turns out that they've come to the year 2016, uh, and the first person they've met is Aaron herself from this time. And this period. is actually where issue five, uh, where the last story arc ended. It was right as they they meet and she they realize it's the same person from a different time. So uh, they they realize that they've been transported to the future and they're asking what year it is. Um, so she tells them 2016. Uh, it, Tiffany, no, not Tiffany, but Mackenzie says what. Well, what is that, military time? What year did we come to? And they're like, I think we're in the year 2016, the 21st century. Um, at this point, older Aaron needs confirmation. So she starts questioning younger Aaron about uh, certain things that they would only know when she eventually, in tears, asks her to lift up her shirt. Um, well, Chris Hansel's going to come up and make her sit on the stool. <laughs> <laughs> Ask what she's doing there with that wine cooler and that yoga you grab a DVD. Why don't you grab a glass of tea? <laughs> Come over here to the not Prius. <laughs> have a little conversation. Um, anyways, um, so they lift up their shirts and they both got the same scar. Um, older Aaron's been wondering where it came from, so they try to remind her um, of her getting shot. Her getting shot. But they move on from it because uh, McKenzie says that it doesn't matter right now. They've got to find KJ. Um, and she she gets angry and decides that she's going to walk off. She's going to find KJ because she's the hothead of the group. And older Aaron says, look, I don't understand what's happening here, but we'll figure it out. Uh, until then, you'll be safe at my place. Um, so we cut to this open sprawling forest and some sort of uh, construction site uh, now this part is going to be difficult because the thing with these characters that we're seeing here is that they they're talking about some sort of grander plan some sort of uh, like over our heads type stuff that has not completely been explained yet that's the thing about this book yeah. is that it, it's constantly evolving and growing and you get things filled in from like issue two later in issue five and um, that's why you have to read yeah. from number one. And then not only that, but it's also hard because even though you can understand what they're saying, it's letters are slightly off, so that way it's a different well, language. They're, they're but it's speaking in like um, uh, almost a gibberish or almost, almost like a pig Latin or I don't know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I don't slanganese know, I don't know what it is, is what I've been calling it. They're, they're speaking in slanganese because slanganese. it's like. 
the first word said by this night chick here is defug, D-E-F-U-G. So this night chick in her slangany is is talking to this older man in sweats and a band t-shirt. It's kind of like a a skinny Santa Claus. (laughs) He has like a symbol painted or tattooed on his forehead and he looks like he has... Like a Game Boy with a Game Boy camera. Some sort of scammer, scanner type thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a Game Boy um, camera. They're talking about the girls and uh, fear uh, for how they're all embroiled uh, in this. And uh, they're talking about the timeline. Have they been timelined? Like I said, it's very confusing because everything they're saying here, I don't even know what they're talking about. No. Yeah, it's all stuff that's going to get filled in later. Um, but essentially they're talking about where the girls went. Um, so we cut back to, uh, to the girls in the 21st century and they're, um, on their way to older Aaron's house, um, who's trying to make sense of all of this, uh, talking about how she's thinking about calling Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, the NSA maybe, but they'll just send soldiers after when the girls start arguing because the future car, as they call it, is about the size of a Hot Wheel and they can't get comfortable. Someone's elbows in their boot. Yeah. So uh, older Aaron yells at the three girls, um, and then says, sorry, this is just a lot to process, uh, and they make it to her home. When they come inside, she tells them that uh, that she has to call work because uh, of all this, and uh, younger Aaron asks if she still works at the paper. Uh, Luckily, older Aaron confirms that she's not delivering anymore, but that her job doesn't pay much better. And then she starts freaking out again because she she doesn't know what she's supposed to say. She doesn't know what she can say to them. She doesn't know if it's going to fuck up her life, like if she messes up the timeline. When off-panel we hear uh, Tiffany say Mrs. Tang, and then it shows a panel of her in front of the television and says, <laughs> Is this giant rectangle a television? Um, Mackenzie runs in and says, No way, check out how skinny it is. Uh, Aaron but, says, but it says Sony right at the bottom. Um, they pick up the remote, and Aaron's like, how do we ever afford this? Do we win the lottery? Uh, they look at the did remote. Did you just notice what's on there? <laughs> they look at the remote, uh, and says, look how many button, uh, buttons future remotes have. Um, when the TV comes on, and it's four turtles... <laughs> And Just four uh, brothers who hate bullies and love this city. That's from the like, new movie. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. But how is that already on TV? Because they're in present day. Yeah. They're in legitly almost. They're in 2016, day. June 2016. Yeah. yeah, but that just came out in June 2016. How could she be watching it on it's, TV? No, it's, it's a the trailer. Trailer. Because they say that in the trailer. Yeah. Mm, that's right. I forgot about that trailer. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid alpha spectre. Um, we cut to another panel where it's all three of the girls' faces, and they are mesmerized. Sparkles are on their eyes, and they're entranced. It's like 3D, but without the glasses. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany asks, "How? How is this real?" Uh, and the Mackenzie asks, "Wait, is this movie for grown-ups?" Um, then, it, it, then the news comes up with a breaking report about. Uh, some events that happened earlier in that morning, a large lightning crack and a flash in the sky. They remember this from their morning back in 1986. 80, uh, was it 86? I want to say 80, like 87 or 86, 88. 86 or 88. 
Yeah, it, it, back in it was, one of those three years. It was the later part of 88. Right? <laughs> and uh, they say, yeah, the, this happened just before the dinosaurs showed up. They ask her, older Aaron, if they can be taken downtown. And she says, I'm not taking a bunch of children to look for some time tunnel that a fucking T-Rex might come at it. <laughs> um, they ask her to stop swearing so much. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's what I'm saying. You can't get it all in the dialogue because it's all great, and there's just so much. Uh, but they say, you know, this might be a way to find KJ. Um, we cut to outside of some sort of scientific research center. Um, and some I'm assuming man, that or it could just be like a really cool house. Yeah, like I some millionaires, like crazy. Windows. It's got a lot of windows. Very it's all stylish. abstract. Yeah. It makes me think of something Baxter Stockman. It's Zoidberg. Yeah. Wouldn't be him. It's not Zoidberg. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> a, a man in a rain slicker is walking out. Nobody in particular, just someone from this facility. Uh, and notices uh, a red-suited, lobster-like looking suit, suited person rolling up a, uh, parachute. a parachute. He calls it out. And says, hey, uh, what in the world are you when whoever this is puts up their hands in kind of like a diamond shape and then spreads the dude into two pieces? It's it's like almost like it it almost pulls. Yeah, it warps and rips at him and he just explodes into gore. (laughs) I like how his his two pieces are just smoking on the ground. Yeah. the the bean starts taking off its helmet, speaking the weird language that um, some of the zealots from the previous issues. Yeah, had been it, it almost looks like some sort of like Oriental. Yeah, some mixed with maybe digital like, Mandan, uh, Mandarin, yeah, or maybe something. like some Indian Dasana feathers. Asgardian Mandarin. Asgardian, Asgardian Mandarin. There you go. Um, whoever this is takes off their helmet, and it's Aaron Tang. Yeah. Um, still speaking the still language. Still speaking language. the language. Uh, again, something we have no explanation for yet. No. Uh, we'll, we'll find out about this eventually. So there's like three errands in this issue. <laughs> yeah, there are three errands in this issue Keep so up. far. Um, so eventually, older Aaron decides to give them a ride. Um, and the lights go out. Um, they start telling her that the power went out in Stony Stream just before everything happened. Uh, during Hell Morning, I believe is what they call it. <laughs> I think they did, yeah. Uh, before Hell Morning. And uh, Aaron, older Aaron pulls out her phone to check if she still has a signal. They realize that this phone has a symbol on the back of it that is the same as a square device that they found uh, in a previous issue. Uh, this symbol just so happens to be the Apple logo, by the way. Um and they pull it out and hand it to her to see if she can figure out what it is. As soon as she touches it, she says that she hears a voice that says, your user ID has been recognized. Do you want to connect to this device? Mackenzie asks, do you? And, she, and in the last page, she says, fuck yeah. To be continued. <laughs> I, one thing I love yeah. about Paper Girls is at the end of every issue, they have... Uh... American, they have like letters, letters to the the newspaper, <laughs> and they're. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't able are... to read. I'm never able to read all of them every issue. Yeah, 
but just if you have the time, take the time to read them because they put in so much thought. Yeah, we're not talking these. about letters that people write to the publisher. No, of this no, book. no. We're talking about fictional characters they in, made up in, in writing, the '80s, sending writing into this fictional newspaper they've created. Um, it's so great. This book is so ingrained. It's like, well, the only way to put it is that. It, you have to start from number one. Right. There's no jumping in point because uh, there's so much going on here. Almost every issue, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, if you yeah. happen to just try to jump in at, at the beginning of this story arc with this issue, you'll yeah. be completely lost. Exactly. And granted, you did just give a little bit of rundown, so like if somebody was to try to follow along from there on out... Like, you really don't want... Uh, yeah, and, and no. the rundown I gave... Was very was so very little yeah. of what happens, and kind of what he was mentioning with all the with all the word panels, with all the little background things. There's so much, whether it's yeah. visual things or like so little callouts, little nostalgia factors everywhere. That it's definitely worth taking the time and reading. And like, honestly, from issue one, there. from issue one, I I love this book from the very first issue. I mean, it's the, just so well written. You care for these characters, like you know, you've been in some of these situations, like exactly. just the. And, and it flows so smoothly with the dialogue. Um, oh, yeah. uh, like and you, and you honestly I, believe that these are teenage these are teenage girls in that time from period. the 80s. Yes. Uh, like there's a, there's a part here where she she comes in when they're coming into her home and she offers them waters and she uses the word waters plural. Um, and they ask, there's more than one kind of water now. <laughs> Uh, there's tons of that just in this book alone so yeah um, if we can suggest honestly I think we can suggest any independent comic right now mine is definitely paper Paper girls Girls is my top you might be I mean there's so many there's so many on the side of uh, I hate fairyland but but it's 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 that's fun in a completely different way in a completely different manner Um, honestly even though for the most part on a lot of these on a lot of our podcasts I've been reviewing something from DC um, I've been reading I've been enjoying I should say a lot more image and dark horse and boom and all these smaller independent I still don't like calling them independent titles because image is just as big as any of the big yeah image is now I mean Walking Dead is a global phenomenon like I don't I think we can say that image isn't and independent. And Paper Girls but, took off so like so well. It was so well. Oh received. yeah. It was one of the few outside of The Walking Dead. It was one of the few image books that just showed up in my feed regularly without like before I liked their Facebook page. Yeah. Like I was seeing that pop up. People went right for I it. I think I first heard about it. I, it wasn't on Inner Geeks. It wasn't on the uh, uh, weekly stack. It was on a different comic podcast I listened to months months back. I don't even remember which one it was now. I don't. I think it was maybe Best Damn Nerd Show or something. But they gave such a raving review over issue one, and then, then I listened to for the first time. It was the Weekly Stack. There were only a couple episodes in. They gave such a raving review. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I've got to buy this. Yeah. And I was not let down. You you forced this one. On yes. Me, actually, and aren't yeah. you glad I did? Like, he kept mentioning it, and I was like, yeah, I could probably check that out. And then I was over at his house, and uh, we were having a few drinks, and he was like, oh. And then he just hands it. He's like, yep. "You're gonna, you're gonna take that home." <laughs> and aren't you glad you did? So though? glad I did. Yeah, yes. and I tracked down a copy of number one, which was hard to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I tracked down a copy of number one, and I've been hooked ever since. It's one of my favorite books. Absolutely. Ever. 
All right, guys, uh, moving on from uh, the awesome, awesome books that we did this time. I mean, so like, all good. around, they were just all great books. Well, oh, yeah. And there were so many that we could have chose to review today. Yeah. Because it's um, been such a good, like, month Superman or two. And, and not even, so and not even counting just the Rebirth titles. There's a lot, like, yeah. I Hate Fairyland came back, like, this Paper Girls just came back. Uh, I, I almost Klaus about... is wrapping up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I almost talked about Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff's happening in Marvel. Um, I'm I'm loving Amazing Spider-Man. This whole Regent thing that's going on. Uh, Civil War two number two was pretty good. It was okay. It wasn't number one. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't as big as. But the number two. But this one sets us up to some. Oh my god. Yeah. It's gonna be good. But (laughs) uh, we're moving on from that, and we're gonna do. uh, There was a lot of movie news. Like what? Did you guys find out what happened? Was there like a convention or something? I know with the Justice League there news. There were a couple of bigger cons. The Justice League news came out of um, Warner Brothers DC let a bunch of media come down to the sets and yeah. and to the studios and stuff. And uh, well, yeah, cause look the, at all the things. The video about the guy seeing the Flash clip and mm-hmm. talking about being on set and all that yeah like it seems like there if it, it wasn't it was a press con, event. yeah it was a press yeah an event for the press only but outside of that there is there's a ton uh we're uh we're gonna do a quick rundown of some of this news some of it we're just gonna glance over we might discuss some of it but um first off uh mighty morphin power rangers got a new poster which is kind of cool yeah Ooh, uh, and they announced a new actor yeah, and they announced that Brian Cranston is going to be playing Zordon, which see, I mean I love Brian Cranston, but I don't, see, it's so here's, hard to here's my see him with Zordon. Instead of being a, a a blue tube and he's just kind of a gassy head, he's gonna be a a blue crystal with and, with sunglasses uh, on. I get it. <laughs> and a hat. By the way, you know, like okay, Zordon, like we've only had one Zordon, and yeah. he's always been Rangers. This is big, like, booming voice. I don't see that I from Brian Cranston. I, I can't. I, and I've seen uh, little videos where people have taken clips from uh, Power Rangers, a clip from Breaking Bad. <laughs> and I, they did the, I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know that, uh, whether it was his first or one of his first, uh, Brian Cranston, one of his first uh, acting gigs, was a voice of one of the Mighty Morphin Power yes. Monsters. Yeah, he was. Um, so, I mean, it, it kind of... Full circled. Full circles right there. But at the same time, I, um, I'm not writing the movie off because of it. I'm just saying that I'm it still, might be distracting. Well, I'm still not sure about this movie. I'm, okay. I definitely have a level of excitement because of what it is. Yeah. But at the same time, everything that I've been seeing, everything that they've released and that I've, I've seen so far isn't really... Hasn't really been very uh hasn't really reinforced that for me really it's like i'm still gonna see it but nothing's really like oh fuck yes besides maybe the drag or the 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 zord that was probably the coolest thing yeah but we, i think we when we get our first podcast. trailer that's gonna that be will definitely be someone, key yeah. as to whether or not it's gonna be good uh, and that's usually the case with a movie like yes yeah. um i mean rumors are rumors yeah. but once you have that good like clips yeah. and everything um, but a couple more quick mentions here. Uh, Punisher is coming to Netflix on t- November 2017. Mm-hmm. So we finally got a release date for that. Uh, that starts their I, phase two of TV shows. I though, think so. Yeah. And uh, I actually heard rumors of uh, 
Punisher might be affecting some things going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, I heard that too. One of the next seasons. And okay. uh, there was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of image in the train. I wasn't going to bring that, because nobody knows. Yeah. They, like, literally, it wasn't news. It was just a band, and people took pictures of it. Like, no, it wasn't have... a band. It was a, it was or, a train, train, like a subway no, train. No, it wasn't a train. No, it, it was, it was a, a front and an end of a subway train. On display, it was it was simply an Agents of Shield advertisement in the middle of I think I could have swore it was a, a fucking tour bus or something. No, it was okay, a, it was a train. It, it a wasn't really news worthy to me. I think it's more Crusher Creel than it is. They, well, I mean, it was yeah, it was just an advertisement. Nobody knows anything about yeah. it. They didn't release anything. I think they just, did it just to get people speculating. Yeah, like, yeah. that's why I didn't even I mean, post it to the sort of my comics page because I was like, this is fucking nothing. <laughs> it, it's um, all. I mean, great. They need to get hype up. This yeah, is yeah. Get hype up. it's it's Agents of Shield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad finished their post production. Um, pre- cutting it pretty damn close. Yeah. To release date, um, Linda Carter was uh, announced mm. as the president of Supergirl. Yeah. And uh, as you guys discussed like, two podcasts ago, I finally uh, I finally got caught up on my shows and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, there might be a big old flashpoint, which is the the tagline for season for, yeah, for four season, of Flash yeah, or three, season three. three. Uh, so we're I mean, hoping that Supergirl. It's comes in. It, it, to me after after coming after thinking about that, it seems like what else would they do? Like right. it, it seems it seems like the perfect way to like not only this could be their end one... off season two, like yeah. to kind of do what he wanted to do at the end of season one, but not only that, but also give an explanation to why Supergirl yeah. is there. It could the be their one misstep, though. This could be that, that first time that they, they kind of shit the bed and they just leave it as it is and they just keep everything on Flash. Like, yeah. Flash eventually fixes oh, like, we, we mentioned off mic earlier, or you mentioned off mic earlier, yeah. that you'd love to see, even if it's just really small and subtle, that you'd love to see that affect Arrow in Legends and... You mean pretty there's much everything no, else in the Berlanti no can't. Well, no, 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 no. There, there is a way that, that it can. Uh, season three could be totally Flashpoint. It can only happen. They do no crossovers, really, out, outside of maybe one. And they could say it happens after season three of Flash. Oh, and then they can say that at the end of season three of Flash, he fixes everything. Everything goes back to normal. And Dr. for... <laughs> and for and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, it's like nothing ever it's happened. Like, yeah, yeah, but with it is I mean, hell. They've already announced that there's going to be a four show crossover at some yeah. point this yeah. season. Yeah, so it, it could be it, part of this. It could be one or the other. They could just have it only be a Flash thing. It only affects the Flash TV show, and then everything gets set back to normal at the end. Or it, it it could do at least subtly change those two shows. Like all of a sudden now, Laurel Lance would never died. You know, and, yeah, just little things. Or like that. we could, I mean, as long as we're wishing, it could also affect DCEU and tie in the shows. <laughs> I really wish. I mean, I would love to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan and uh, Maggie, whatever her yeah. name is, as Flashpoint, Batman, and Joker. Like how I would awesome kill for that. Um, another bit of uh, information is Dread 2 is yes. uh, in development, oh, awesome. confirmed by Carl Urban. Now, I mean, don't get too excited because in development could mean that they're they've got a timeline done, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's about it. Nothing's been bought yet. I mean, things, but... have, things have been dropped 
Yeah, the Spawn reboot has been in development for a while. But the thing with uh, with Dread is that as a movie, it's great. Um, when it went into DVDs and Blu-ray sales, it did really well. But commercially, advertising uh, for the movie, most people didn't even know it was out when it was out. Yeah, By the yeah. time they found out, it was gone. Um, so, it was... like, 90% of these people ended up watching the movie via less than legal means. <laughs> or finding it in, like, a $5 bin. Well, no, or... I mean, before the, the DVD came out. And then, oh. boom, they rushed to go get that movie. Once it came out on video. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a commercial success on video, uh, but in theaters... It just went right uh, under our, everyone's radar. So that's why Carl Urban's been trying to get, like, really believing in this project. Because he loved doing the part, and he knows it's a good franchise. Um, well, it, it's a good character. Yeah. And he, he did it right. Yes. He, oh, yeah. he didn't still own it. <laughs> but uh, another bit of information we've got, uh, and this I didn't know. I didn't know the cast was announced yet. Um, but to this, yeah, yeah uh, I didn't know that the cast uh, cast was previously announced before I read it in this article. Uh, but Scar- uh, Skull Island, the new King Kong film, uh, that stars Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, <laughs> John Goodman, and what? John C. Riley. Um, yeah, I'm there just for John Goodman. <laughs> Right. I love, that. I I love that whole cast so far. Um, it, it, I, it's got to be excited for the movie. Um, yeah. uh, before I was like, okay, King Kong, I'll go see it. Now I'm like, wait a minute, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so wait, we got we have Loki, Thor, or yeah, Loki and Fury and uh, yeah, nobody else. Sully the monster. Sully. Uh, no, John C. Riley was. Oh yeah, Space he was Cowboy, uh, one, Guardians. Yes. Yep. Yep. he was one of the part uh, of Nova Corps. But oh, yeah. the the article I found that out in uh, says that this Kong is going to be the largest Kong yet, and the reason like why in that's, size. Like yeah, in size. Uh, and I think the reason why I think that's newsworthy is because. The plan is they've got the Godzilla yeah. film already out. They've got Skull Island happening. And they're going to do a versus. Then they're doing a Godzilla 2. Then they're doing a versus. Uh, and if, so if you good. saw the new Godzilla film, the new American one. I liked it. Um, well, it, liked was, it. it was really good. But one thing to note is that that is the biggest Godzilla's ever been, too. He's yeah, gigantic. I, I mean, topples some of the tire, uh, tallest towers. Um, he's huge. So if you were to have a a normal King Kong size fighting it would be that Godzilla. Ridiculous. Yeah, it would be a fucking over in a minute. So resizing him, smart move. Um, so I liked that a lot. Uh, some news came out about Indy. Um, not really anything specific, but they did an interview um, with Tom, or not Tom Hiddleston. Uh, who's the guy over it? Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't write his name down. <laughs> uh, anyways, the guy. Sure, it was Tom Hiddleston. The but... guy over at Disney in charge of some of this stuff. Um, he's there, but he said um, they don't really know what they're they're doing with Indy yet. Uh, there's the fifth film that's coming out, but they've only gotten as far as you know. Harrison Ford agreed to be in it. That's that's what they've got. We got um, Harrison Ford, guys. But they do Sweet want life. they want to reboot it without rebooting it. Yeah, they want to. They want to bring it to life, like, like yeah. Star Wars. I was like, what it yeah. seems like, like that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's kind of pull cool of Star Wars, where it's like 
They're not really rebooting it. They're bringing back. I mean, everything prior it still is there. I, I would like to see Shia LaBeouf come back. And <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't get to watch Crystal Skull. And you've never seen Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. I seen Crystal uh, Skull because of everything I heard about it. Don't do that. First of all, see, I'm that's not guys, why. It's just I've just never got the chance to. I'm going to show you an angry video game nerd video called. Uh, I think it's like top six movie uh, sequels that aren't as bad as everyone says. That one's in there, and he makes a ton of great points, way better than I could. But it's it's not a bad movie. The worst part is when the aliens are CG. That's it. That's the Wait, worst part. There's aliens. You didn't know that. How did no. you not hear that? No, the only thing that I ever hear about this is <laughs> even how does he survive a nuclear blast in a fucking refrigerator? Which you know he I was like whatever. Bro, I'm like look at all the other Indian he movies, man. He does all kinds of crazy of a, shit. A cliff in a fucking inflatable raft. Thank you. And everyone loves the Last Crusade. Thank you. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, anyway, so that came out. So uh, we might be seeing some like young Indiana Jones movies coming out here soon. Well, because uh, they made the announcement that they, they might weren't bring that, back. If they can't I have, hope. if Harrison Ford is not playing Indy, they're not doing any more indies. So yeah. makes sense though. But they can still do this, and Harrison Ford can still play Indy. That yeah. character is not getting replaced. They're yeah. just bringing in some yeah, new. And, and he's been a teacher for Makes such sense. a long time. Like, yeah. what, what about a, these kids? Have yeah, any he's of them a, gone he was a college to... professor. Yeah. Have any of them gone on to their own adventures? Like, I mean, there's a lot of places you can go with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was the news that came out with that, is that they're looking into doing something closely related to But they just don't yet to know what it is yeah. besides we have Harrison. Um, so they don't know what they're doing. They just know that they want to do it. <laughs> Um, some spy news came out. Um, first, Sony intends to make uh, not their own Spidey cinematic universe, per se, because they intend to continue working with Marvel yeah. in the future. They've loved the the hype from Civil War. They love all the attention that Homecoming's getting. So they're going to keep working with Marvel. So these movies are going to be a part of that universe. But they're going to make a Spider Family series of movies. So they're going to be Makes branching sense. out. I kind of figured that's what they were going to do as well. It was like they're gonna have almost their own yeah universe, but it's still gonna be he's still gonna be shared. It's still gonna be maybe loosely yeah. connected. To so we the might see universe. a Spider Verse event movie, like we talked about that one time. Yeah. We might I've see... already heard rumors of uh, Carnage in this one. Now, well, now those rumors were why? because of yeah. a tweet of that actor uh, being able to like bring the Carnage on the set of this uh, show or something yeah. that he's on. And so some people have loosely tied that yeah, to, oh, he's yeah, going to it's, it's I just I just saw that. There were, uh, there were plans for a Venom movie. Uh, not just a movie, but a but series. series yeah. Yeah, uh, before the deal with Marvel was made, and that's been scrapped. So, um, But yeah, they Along do intend to make a, like a, a slew of Spider Family movies. Um, Sony also retained, uh, said in this article that they're retaining ultimate authority. Like they can shut down whatever they want. Oh yeah. But they're they're really letting Marvel take the creative lead because, and I quote, they know what they're doing. So <laughs> Sony is finally I mean, it's, getting it. It's, it was announced whenever they first uh, agreed yeah. to do the the partnership that Sony. What it comes down to is Sony could be like, no, yeah. we don't want this, and that's final. Like Sony has final say, and this was a because it's this still was an interview with Sony Entertainment Chairman Tom Rothman. So you know it's the top guy going, yeah, guys, like, we fucked up. <laughs> all right, all right, get this. Let's like we go. know that like we had some good times, we had some bad times. Now we just need Fox to do now. That. Oh god, Fox, please like, come on. I saw something earlier that was it was a 
rumors of Fox and Marvel talking about sharing rights. Yeah. But I didn't even go into it because now, I'm like, that's a rumor post. I want something more definite. At the same time, time yes. it's not like Fox has anything we're really clamoring for. It'd just be nice to close the gap. I'm uh, like, I'm like, I'm like X-Men. Yeah, I'd like to get everything. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, the getting the X Men involved, and I would yeah. like, I would like a Marvel controlled Fantastic. Because there's Four. kind of a civil war yes. going on with uh, X Men and the Inhumans. Like there, yeah. there's a whole racial thing going on there. So, uh, yeah, you could. Uh, Marvel has the Inhumans, Fox has X Men. That you could do something there, uh, and especially since the. Uh, uh, has he said? Brian um, Singer. No, 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 Wolverine. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Has Hugh Jackman said that he's done doing the Wolverine part completely, or is it just the movies? As far as I remember, he's done with Wolverine movies. Okay. I don't think he's done with the role. Uh, well, never mind uh, what yeah, I was going to say about that. But... I guess this, the, uh, his solo movies. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think he's still going to Speaking of which, have you guys movies. seen the, the set photo from Wolverine 3? That has been I generally don't no. look at set photos. He has gray hair. Really yeah, no, he's got uh, he's got a beard yeah, and slick back hair and a grain, just like in Death of Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I've been saying is that everyone's like, oh, they're doing Old Man Logan, they're doing Old Man Logan, and I'm thoroughly convinced these people have no idea what that story is. Mm -hmm. They just they just want an old Wolverine uh, because. Those set photos clearly show that they're doing Death of Wolverine, which they can't do Old Man Logan with. Well, yeah. the so. other thing is, in Days of Future Past, the future Wolverine that gets sent back in time, like that one, has the graying hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And another thing is that uh, they w Fox would have to cross over with Marvel to do Old Man Logan because of they, they the would. Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk has to eat Wolverine. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to buy an old man Logan movie and Wolverine doesn't get eaten by the Hulk. Okay? Uh, like that's a pretty gruesome like shit. Yeah, they could not possibly get away with doing old man Logan uh, and do it right. Uh, they're safer but, by doing death Wolverine. But it is Fox. Oh my God! Is that does that mean that the next Wolverine movie would be all new Wolverine and it's X twenty three? All right, all right, we don't have time. No, it'd be Wolverines, uh, and yeah. it'd have whoever it was it. Dakins and best yeah. one and that's strong. We're too far in for Dakin. Okay, yeah. like you and me disagree on X twenty three a little bit, but you cannot argue we're too far in for. Dakin. Oh yeah, well. Because yeah. because Apocalypse takes place in what the seventies, mm -hmm. so no in 80s. the eighties. Uh, it takes place in the eighties, and like the current Wolverine movies are happening, as far as I can tell, in current time, ish. Yeah, but I th I think one Wolverine movie is just too short of a time span to be like, oh, I'm an uh, I'm a trained assassin with a lot of emotional problems, but now I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I don't buy it fitting into such a small. I could, I could see a Dark Wolverine show. Now, if they want to give her her own movie, or they do um, like a young uh, X Men movie, uh, like yeah, a, yeah, if they do something like that. Because by the time she gets to X Force, she needs to be not completely reformed, but mostly reformed. Uh, I, I feel like. 
I really hope that it. Maybe yeah, we're we're getting yeah, we're getting way off movie. topic here. Because uh, <laughs> the last piece of uh, movie news, there was a few things that came out about Star Wars Rogue One um, that I that I really want to touch on. First of all, Forrest Whitaker's character, um, it, it got revealed that he is playing um, a veteran of the Clone Wars, and this character actually makes an appearance. Um, well, I shouldn't say an appearance. He's a part of the Clone Wars TV show, the animated show. Oh, really? Which means, um, and they already stated this once before, that the the Clone Wars TV show is canon. But yeah. this is the first time one of those characters has come. Yes, has come from there the to here. Yeah, and not vice versa. Yeah. So this this movie officially links the animated series, and I guess this character is also supposed to be a part of. Uh, I want to say Rogue One. Or not, yeah. Obviously, he is. One. <laughs> uh, You're correct. Uh, Rebels. He's supposed to be a okay. part of Rebels uh, too. Well, yeah, because so. aren't all of these in between movies supposed to be connected somehow as well? Um, kinda. Well, I mean, they're all connected to the overall grand. Yeah, scheme. but like storyline wise. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, Han Solo. I think that movie is going to be just standalone. That's Han Adventures Solo. of Han Solo. Yeah, it just takes place in between episodes three and four. Um, I don't really think it's gonna. I mean, it's before he's with the Re- uh, rebellion. Um, huh. It'll probably be a movie based on the run that got him in trouble with Java. Uh, Java. Ah, that'd be I mean, awesome. That would be pretty cool. Or maybe how? Maybe uh, in this movie we're also gonna see where he acquires the Millennium where Falcon. Where he acquires the Millennium Falcon from, from Lando. Yeah, uh, that would be great. I want oh, that now. God damn it! Who would play young Lando? I. Billy D. Let's not do it. Let's not do it. <laughs> Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I'll do it, guys. Uh, that might For be Colt 45. <laughs> um, uh, also, it uh, was announced that uh, not only is Darth Vader going to be in the movie, uh, which I think is cool, but uh, if you've been reading the Star Wars comic books at all and you've read the Vader Down storyline, uh, you know that no squadron can fucking stand up to Darth Vader. Not even several fucking squadrons. Because when he lands on that planet, he is surrounded. All I see is, I'm sorry to say, all, I'm surrounded by dead men. Yeah, all no. I'm surrounded by is dead, dead men. And, um, because they tell him they've got him surrounded. And, and I mean, they fucking do. They are everywhere. Yeah. There's hundreds of them. And there are ships off in the fucking sky and everything. And he kills it all. <laughs> he kills all that. I'm pretty sure and like, I if it were a, see... one on, like, a, a one-on-one on the battlefield fight, Darth Vader could probably have killed the entire rebellion by himself. And I want to see that Darth Vader on film. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, especially with the prequels, it watered down for me, like, how sinister he was. Yeah. Granted, it, 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 it explained a lot, explained why he got sinister. Uh, yeah, um, I but mean, by Jedi, Especially in the comics, in these yeah. comics, he's more of a badass than what I've ever seen him in in any of the movies. By, by the time the um, Jedi rolls around, he's got the conflict inside of him. Uh, Empire, I feel, is he's pretty ruthless. Yeah, he is pretty badass. Um, Hell, he was torturing his daughter in, in New Hope, so yeah, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's there, but he has been way more intense in this, yeah. in the comic books. Uh, but yeah, so if they if our main characters come face-to-face with Vader, they're fucking dead. I'm sorry. They're they not Han, Luke, and Leia. They're dead. <laughs> so, dead uh, so I won't really buy it if they, they get out of a situation with him. But it also got confirmed that 
James Earl Jones will be Fossa. playing the voice. But, duh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as he's still alive, he better. You be. don't have. Yeah, you don't have Vader with that. James and if he's not going to be, you know what? Just have him. Just record him saying so, like awesome. all kinds of different words, so many different phrases, <laughs> and then just splice it in later. Yeah. Uh, That's what we need to do with him. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Sean Connery. We need to save these voices while we can, guys. We've got the technology. Pay them a lot. A lot. Um, but yeah, um, pretty much. I think if. James Earl Jones dies, they, they should retire Vader. That's it. Yeah. We're done. We're good. Okay? Um, and by then, we'll have had plenty of Vader. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're satisfied. Retire the character. Um, okay. Also, um, another character played by Ben uh, Mendelsohn uh, got announced, and it's a, actually a new rank in the Empire that they're introducing. Um, which is cool because, you know, with the original trilogy, we don't get too much insight into the inner workings of the Empire and stuff, so yeah. it leaves a lot of room to invent new things. Uh, and his rank uh, and character name are Director Krennic. Um, apparently, he is... Um, the director title comes from the no newer novels Tarkin and uh, New Dawn, and it's a person who's in charge of the Imperial Security Bureau, the ISB, uh, which is a secret police of the Empire. And they command the Death Troopers, which are like a special force uh, forces. Like, they're black they, ops. Yeah, I was going to say, are they like a black ops yeah. thing? Yeah. So they, they actually hit people? They actually, yeah. they actually hit their oh, target. Oh, they, they probably do much more. Oh, much yeah. more than that. Sexy time. Sexy time. <laughs> sexy time. Um, that's exciting. But yeah, so that's uh, that got me jazzed oh, yeah. up right there. I'm like, ooh, fuck. I mean, I've been pretty Black jazzed Ops for this, but yeah. Now I want a Rogue One video game. What <laughs> oh, a Death Trooper. Uh, and the last bit um, is actually kind of a, a key pin in the movie. Apparently, um, Jane Enos, uh, the main character, the chick. Oh, uh, Jim. Who's, Was it Jim? Jin Enos, yes, and that's right. It's J Y N. Yeah, and Jin. Yeah. Jin uh, Enos. Uh, her father is apparently a scientist in this movie, and he's being sought after by both sides. So now we get a lot, uh, a little bit of insight into what her Background. whole situation is here, um, because we said before in a podcast, she she seems like she's a rebel of the rebellion. Yeah, she rebels against the rebellion. Um, but she also rebels against the Empire, so... She rebels she against is, she is one, the she's, she's one rogue. She's a rogue. She is one rogue. Yep. So, yeah, she uh, she's now got this reason for jumping... Si this could give her a reason to jump sides to the Empire from... Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the trailer, she's wearing Empire gear. Uh, that is true. Yeah, so who knows? There's so many different ways she this could, can she go. She could jump to like have to save her father or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and just with this know. news that came out alone, that it just gives so much, so much meat to this. Yeah. To this story because, it be, because, so because before it was just, oh my god, listen to that score, look at these visuals, ATATs, <laughs> and now which, by the way, which by the which was enough, which is plenty for me to still be excited. And I, still I want to say this. this. I want to start this little argument. It's ATATs because it's an acronym. Yes, it's acronym. not ADATs. Yeah, it's not that at. I'll an I'll even let Imperial Walker slide because fine. Yeah. yeah, but they're at fucking at. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, Glad we agree. Yes, I well, someone brought that up to me earlier. They're like, ew, 
call it an AT-AT. And I was like, ew, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I didn't say that to him. You should have. <laughs> you don't uh, need that kind of negativity yeah. in your life. No. Fuck them. Uh, but yeah, so that was all the Star Wars uh, news that came out. So it got me really excited for the film. Absolutely. I'm already really excited for the film, and we get it this year. <laughs> excited. Okay, guys. All right, let's get into um, the one that has all the news uh, sites buzzing just yes. as I mean, there's still stuff coming out. Today, there were like three new articles. Um, yeah. But yeah, Justice League, tons of stuff came out of this. Um, one of the first things, I've got a, a systematic amount of notes here. Uh, one of the things is that mother boxes are going to be uh, a big part of this movie, which I think we could have guessed from BBS. Yeah, especially, I mean, um, they're preparing for Dark Side. Yeah, Cyborg. Uh, the, the deleted scene. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, Step Communion. Yeah, yeah there's, there's exactly. Three. Oh, that's right. I forgot to look into Steppenwolf. Uh, uh, but yeah, there was three mother boxes in that scene. Yeah, Still and those are gonna. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I know who he is, weird. but I wanted to see if there was anything like, about, about that. That's weird to me though, because you don't think of like these terrestri- extraterrestrial beings and like superpowered extraterrestrial beings being having, I, and having no, sex. I actually and... do, um, because I mean, especially in the Justice League, and uh, Justice League Unlimited cartoons. Uh, all the times they deal with apocalypse, they they're, oh, yeah. they don't they shy away from Dark Side's family whatsoever. And a big part of his thing is some of uh, is some of his children have been his right hand men. Yeah. He's sent them to Earth before, try and kill Superman. Uh, so, this is usually what he's trying to do. Uh, but yeah, so no, I I always uh, feel comfortable with that anymore. I mean, I, if it were to happen in like uh, Marvel. And someone would be like, this is Galactus's half-brother. <laughs> I'd be like, the fuck? Now, if they introduce anyone as someone's half-brother, <laughs> there's something wrong there. Like a and step-brother. Like, wait a minute. So wait a minute, Galactus's mom, like, did she cheat and on his dad? Or <laughs> what happened to Another Going back to the mother boxes, I'm, we've already seen it uh, in the little origin video in BBS. But yeah. they are obviously going with more of Cyborg's New 52 origin. Yes. Which is, he acquired the his uh, technology from a mother box. It's, which it's a, it's actually upgraded that character Genesis. a great oh, deal. Oh, Like, I mean, it, it's... And, it and, that, and that actually, that, that not only played a big part in the origin storyline, which is the volume one of New 52 Justice League, but it does as well, like, a big part in the Dark Side War, the last story arc of, of New 52. Yeah, uh, and it, it kind of... Um... Because he got added to the Justice League short of, uh, sort of after this, and now he's become one of those like you you almost can't do Justice League without him. Oh yeah, because he's become these new powers have have made him. So See, I, I've always been more of a Martian Manhunter fan over Cyborg in the yeah. Justice League, but now especially getting a lot more new Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and not to mention that, but apparently, um, one of the main points of the one of the main stories in the film is that they're trying to get the three mother boxes that are on earth there's one in atlantis there's one in themyscira and there's the one that they uh that they've uh got with the cyborg stuff um so i feel like the mother boxes are also going to play a huge part in bringing the justice League together. together yes yeah um especially getting them to atlantis yeah. uh which was one of the like well, how the fuck are they going to do that? Now this mother box is 
gives them a reason. Yeah. Um, it gives them a reason to even visit, because originally you'd be like, why would they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was one of the more difficult parts to, to piece together the, uh, about this film. But now they've got the reason. Uh, mother boxes are a, a huge part of this film in more ways than just being a story piece. So so it's kind of kind of like what Marvel's doing with their Infinity Gems-ish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you I, mean, have, I mean, let's you not sugarcoat one it. without the other. Honestly, like because... they, they bounce off of each oh, other yeah, they so do. much. And, I mean, why not? Do something that you know is like okay, well, this could work because yeah. not not even just look at the example that Marvel has said, but like this opens up like just just a Apocalypse New Genesis well, opens up so many options for like storylines and events. Regardless of uh, and and with the news that's come out about Justice League, I feel like a lot of this is Jeff Johns. Um, yeah, well, he's he's now their. Uh, I mean, hail Jeff Johns. Yeah, all yeah. You know. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a lot of this is coming out of him being a part of it. But uh, at the same time, you know, I've been saying this since uh, I heard about Batman vs. Superman, and that is DC Entertainment is playing oh shit catch up. Yeah, they really are. Marvel, they're really wanting to be in Phase 3 already. Um, and I feel it's a little rushed, especially since... They decided that Justice League is not going to be a two-parter. They, they're rushing it so much, they decided it's not going to be a two-parter. It's going to be two one. separate. Well, yeah, they're obviously going to have a sequel later, but they kind wanted this first one. Yeah, they want this first one, they wanted this first one to be two films because of all the stuff that was supposed to be going into it. And with everything that we still have to talk about, and I mean everything that we just did talk about, yeah. it's it sounds like too much for one film. The uh, only way I can see them brain. doing that is if it's not all that's not in that one film. In the Wonder Woman film, maybe they might go into a little bit on how the mascara got that mother box, yeah. and like maybe the Aquaman film will be yeah. the same. Like maybe um, it'll spread some of that out so that it's not so well, congested. We do in know the like film. we do know that those movies. Uh, well, we don't necessarily know it about Aquaman yet, but we do know Wonder Woman takes place prior to all of this, yeah. prior to BBS. Actually, from what I've heard, it's supposed to jump from that time to present time. Ew. Yeah. I kind of want just the old... Kind of like a yeah. Captain America new first event. Yeah, exactly. Stay in that period. Um, I'd, that'd be cool. I'd prefer that, but yeah, uh, they, they could do that with those other movies. Um, Flash, I really don't know what they're going to intend on doing. Uh, but yeah, uh, I feel like it would be much better if they if they had a two-parter for this one. Um, although they did say that this movie is supposed to, uh, obviously we've got a villain in Steppenwolf, but yeah. this isn't really sounding like it's going to be the big epic. Like, there are going to be some no. cool parts. Obviously the Justice League is going to get together, they're going to fight Steppenwolf, but this they're gonna is... Put, they're also going to put some things in place yeah. for that. This isn't our dark side movie. No, no. Yeah, so, so. Um, they're they're still playing somewhat of the long game, but by by cutting this from a two-parter, I feel like it is still them trying to play catch-up. I yeah. feel like we're going to see this movie, we're going to like it, but we are going to feel that they cut corners. Yeah. They, they could have done more if they would have spread it into two movies. But I, I feel like there's going to be some things that we're going to feel cheated on. Yeah. It, which which is a definite high possibility considering their their track record so far. But at the same time, we're also hearing rumors that like it's it, it feels like a completely different tone. Like hopefully they're starting to fucking listen 
And yeah, well, that's one of the things that they're, um, they're taking all that into account. And then, like, you know what? Maybe we lot... shouldn't try to cram as much as we can in yeah. here. Like, maybe we, like, this is what we want to do. If we're able to pull things in and, like, pretty it up a little bit, that's fine. A lot of the interviews was Scott Snyder. Uh, or Zack Snyder and... Um, That's, they need Scott on that. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, God, they need... Why have they not brought... Why have Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck not brought Scott Snyder Dude, You know, Kevin Smith is one of the biggest... Jesus. ...fucking people to tell, like, you know, bring in the comic oh, book writers into Oh, my the God. Yeah. Super team writing for fucking Batman. You get, you get Ben Affleck... Jeff Johns, Scott yeah. Snyder, and Kevin Smith all writing Batman. God, that would be the best Batman movie ever. Mm. That would that would be the, maybe the greatest superhero movie of all time. Uh, Throw in Neil Adams for good measure. Yep, yep. Right. Have a, for artistic <laughs> advice yeah. and shit. On, on the CG end, yeah. Have him go in there and be like, oh, maybe you should shade this this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, um, you may have it in your notes, but since we're talking about Batman and this new Justice League... Uh, I don't know if you had a section that you were setting up I did, for I, costumes. For some reason, um, I did. I do have a little note here about costumes. Um, I know that Batman's I thought you were going to talk about Batman's gadgets, and I don't no, have no, notes no. for that for some reason. Did, did you notice or did you hear that uh, his suit isn't going to be so much gray it's anymore? It's a blue it's tint. A blue uh, tint. Yeah, there's a blue tint there. Um, Honestly, I would, I would prefer keep the gray, but all the black do blue. Yeah, I don't know if that's what they were meaning, but the the way the picture I saw was like the suit is more blue. Well, than, yeah. there was another picture I black. saw of a different suit they're going to use for the movie as well. It's the, the, the tactical, tactical suit. suit. Yeah, which originally well, of course got, that one should be all black. Yeah, yeah. but uh, one of, it was one of the articles I was reading. Like a lot of people were speculating that that was going to be the Nightwing suit. Yeah, and <laughs> if they announced yeah. Nightwing for this movie, I would be like, oh shit. Because yeah. that would be too difficult. Uh, but no, yeah. Uh, and I, apparently I, I, this is what they're doing with all the costumes. Uh, the descriptions I heard of Aquaman's costumes, like bright gold with green uh, high, highlights, kind of like algae stuff, and the scales are vibrant and, and everything. Um, Wonder nice. Woman's costume is going to be is a little brighter, just a little brighter, but it's the exact same costume from BBS because they want it to be like, this is the costume she's used she's her had. entire time. Now, when she joins Justice League, that all might, her costume yeah, might change. Yeah, it might change, but right I mean, now she's uh, that one, she's rocking that. Um, I mean, there's already been an announcement of Flash a little suit, so worried. I don't see why they would. Yeah, the know, 148 and uh, janky <laughs> piece. It was pieces of, like, what is it, uh, or aircraft. Yeah. And... So that one, that one will probably be less vibrant, uh, but just more... Um... I wonder if he'll paint it red. I wonder if he'll <laughs> yeah. already have the color scheme. I think scheme. that one will be more animated. And I don't necessarily mean CG. I mean, just like, you know, it, your eyes will go yeah. to it and be like, ooh, what's going on with this thing? Yeah. Uh, Cyborg <laughs> is supposed to be all... CG, which didn't work for Green Lantern, so <laughs> yeah, tread carefully, guys. Spider Man was all CG. I was say they're not all CG. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, obviously the majority of Spider Man yeah. was but, CG. But we're talking Marvel DC here. Okay, we're talking apples and an Potatoes. orange that fell on the floor. Well, we're talking about happening. apples and cactus. <laughs> Yeah. Apples and cactus here. <laughs> that's, that's great. No, I love that. Apples and cactus. 
yeah, so you can't really compare. And he did do scenes in the actual suit. He, he has did, an actual but suit. But there were a lot of. See, no, I could see CG. them. Okay, I, for Cyborg, I could see them having to do mainly CG because yeah. obviously. Well, well yeah. look at Iron Man. But why not? Why not? They have moved completely CG with him at this yeah. point. Yeah, and it looks good. Yeah, it does. Um, but again, but they got, uh, this is DC. That's, that's, Dis- that's then, Disney money again, though, behind all that. So then again, look at Green Lantern. <laughs> God damn. Look Wait. at Doomsday. No. God damn it, yeah. Doomsday. Um, anyways, the, the main point here is that the costumes are supposed to be brighter. Apparently the sets are a lot brighter too. They're, yeah. They are trying to listen to the fans. Um and Zack Snyder, in an interview, claimed that that was all a part of the plan. Yeah, Superman was ha- supposed to have more of an emotional tone. This uh, BBS was supposed to have a darker tone. And then the Justice League was supposed to be more fun and animated. Uh, and, yeah, bullshit. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> He's so full of shit. That is, dude, you got told to listen to the fans and you'd get fired. And now you're trying to play it off like that's what you wanted. <laughs> it's like, I, that's the only thing that can yeah, happen exactly because they did not Ooh. deliver on this movie. They were expecting fucking Star Wars money. They were, yeah. And they got nine hundred million worldwide, which I mean, it's still you know a movie that cost what like three hundred million. That's a good no, take. Yes, but it at the was, same time, for it was a six wasn't it? For a six hundred picture that was estimated for a lot right, more yeah. that they needed they, to make a lot more. They anticipated they, uh, for a billion. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still, I mean, we can, like I can nitpick about that movie all I want, but all in all, but at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. I it was it. a like yeah. it, it was, was a fun. successful yeah. film, and like they didn't like, they're not closing down any studios. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it yeah. wasn't a Green Lantern flop. It, yeah, it didn't kill the franchise like Green Lantern. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> to think that they, they immediately the start of hit the franchise the fucking with Green Lantern. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, at the time, I think they thought they were going to bring Chris Nolan. Batman over in. They already had plans for Man of Steel. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, they they are starting to listen to the fans, and um, I'm I'm excited to see like how bright and cheerful the Flash well, is going to make everything. And they 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 were talking about that clip where Bruce May uh, Bruce Wayne meets the Flash, and yeah. the first thing that gets said is a joke from the Flash. Yeah. So yeah, that makes me feel good. Um, there was a there was a clip that they got shown about everyone on a roof. Everyone, I mean, the Justice League on a rooftop yeah. with uh, Jim Gordon, and apparently Wonder Woman's smiling during it, and there's like there's that banter between uh, Jim and and Batman, and then like, uh, Gordon turns around. And when he turns back around, like the whole Justice League is gone except yeah. for the Flash. He stands there and he's like, "Oh yeah, they they did the thing." <laughs> and then <laughs> and that does that because he's the speedster. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, of course, wow. he's the last one. To That's pretty great. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I'm excited for the film. At least with all this news so far, it um, gives me more hope than what I had at the end of BBS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end, the BBS was really worrying. Uh, last. I think it was this Thursday, I was saying, like, if Suicide Squad doesn't do well, that will kill the franchise and we'll yeah. be done. But honestly, I don't think it matters if Suicide Squad does well now. If this movie delivers as much as it's anticipating to, and they're only 30-some-odd days Am in, I the only one that's that's more excited for, like, Wonder Woman than some of these other ones? Like, I really want to yeah, see Yeah, I'm, Wonder I'm Wonder really Wonder. all about Wonder Woman. Uh, Especially like, after seeing her in BBS. She really I did will, steal the show and make people want more. I'm just a little yeah. sad we're not going to see, like, the cultural 
difference it like the ignorant like cultural ignorance from her yeah because uh, we have Wonder Woman right now who's who's used to man's world at this point she knows what's going on yeah but that that is in present day this movie's taken place when she first comes to man's world yeah so I just mean that. in Justice League oh yeah I, oh yeah I, I yeah, wish yeah. they were gonna be a part but um yeah now it's it this movie could save the franchise uh if they do it well if they if they treat continuity like it's not flexible um another thing uh we found out willem dafoe is going to be volko and uh that's just for the aquaman movie though no no this is justice league no isn't it is it yeah i'm pretty sure i I thought it said for the aquaman movie is it yeah because he's playing the villain for the aquaman movie which i could have i could have swore there was no no it it's for Well, be, no, because just in the case. villain for Justice League is Steppenwolf. Well, yeah, the but that doesn't mean for, they can't have, like... Because like, what I thought yeah. was it could be just a cameo when they go to... Uh, yeah, he could be fighting him or something, like... No, 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 I be, mean, uh, when they go hey. to Atlantis, because he's, he's one of Aquaman. He's oh, yeah, handed yeah, yeah. The, the king to Atlantis, and, I mean, that, it could just be a cameo there. They set him up with that, and then he is one of the protagonists in... Aquaman. I feel like the one that the one that I read said that he was it, it was talking about him being the villain for Aquaman. And it's if kind you read of the one that I sent villain. you, then that was uh, that was more of a history of what Volko is like, getting like letting you know like this is who Volko is in case you didn't know. Because I mean, it, it, like personally, I think it's kind of a stupid Aquaman villain choice. Um, yeah, it could prove interesting He's... what I found out about Volko, but. Still, I He's never a heard political of him. villain. I never that's, heard of him before. That's why. Uh, that's why I asked you. I'm like, I knew about who's William Dafoe playing. I knew oh, about who's that? Black Manta. Yeah, yeah. And Mara. Sea, uh, is it Sea Master? Yeah, I guess it was o- a Ocean, Master. Master. Ocean, Ocean Master. Master. Yeah. Um. So Black Manta, I mean, Mara, and Ocean Master. Those are the only three I really know off the top of my head. And then he's a part of the Justice League. You know, so you don't really have a lot of material to work off of, but you got better than Volko. Yeah. Um, who, if you don't know, Volko is, uh, let's go with the, the New 52 continuity, which is, uh, he's just, he's a hand of the king um, who ends up uh, turning on Aquaman when he feels like he's not fit for the throne um, and challenging him and everything. He's an anti-villain, actually, I think. Um, he's kind of a greater good type, too, because he ends up uh, in the New 52 imprisoned for leading uh, this, se- not secret war, but kind of a civil war-esque type thing, that uh, or the whole point war. was to get Aquaman to where he needed to be so he could properly lead Atlantis. Um, and hundreds of people die, as was part of the plan. He knew this was going to happen. So he's kind of one of those greater good villains. He's yeah. willing to sacrifice hundreds of people for a more so, prosperous future. Yes. Um, so that's why I say he might be he he could be interesting. I don't think it's a flop choice, but I think they could have done better. Well, I don't think they wanted to just completely shoot their whole load and just bring in Black Man right there. Yeah, that's but I don't think we're gonna have that... three Aquaman movies no. either. Like, I, if well, we'll be lucky to get to two if Aquaman does any good. It, with with who's playing Aquaman <sighs> and with his passion, that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. We've had people that's passionate about roles, and just the movies were kind of and, and who's playing it is, I like the guy. Just, like, he would not in a that million wasn't, years be my choice for Aquaman. No, it wasn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of see, I kind of see where they're going with this character. They're trying to give him a little bit of balls yeah. and make him look badass. And it's Aquaman. Aquaman catches fucking the the butt of everybody's fucking jokes. And I think one of the things movie. about this character, they threw away kind of an important part of Aquaman's character, and the fact that he's blonde because it's actually an abnormality for. Uh, Atlantis yeah, to be blonde, be blonde yeah. which is actually uh, originally in the original continuity with uh, Volko. Uh, when Arthur is born, uh, the king at that time wants to have him cast out. They want to exile him. Just throw a baby out there, I let thought... him die. And Volko ends up overthrowing that king to save uh, Arthur. In, so. in one of the continuities, wasn't Aquaman half Atlantean? Yeah, well, I think that's New 52. I think it is because I know that in the Throne of Atlantis uh, uh, animated movie, they kind of go into that a little bit. And I've bit. heard it mentioned in the comics. Uh, and I, ha- I have it. I just I have yet to um, or watch it. Or, but yeah, so he he could be good. Um, but at the same time, like, they've already they've changed his hair, which kind of, like, steals a he little looks, part of him away. Minus, minus not having a hook hand, he's kind of like that late 90s... Like yeah, the but even uh, that one was blonde. Yeah, but he still had the long hair and beard, yeah. and looked more rugged um, and stuff. But yeah, he's yeah. We'll see. <laughs> that's yeah. the best I got. That's about it. And um, I think one of the last things uh, that there were a variety of different articles about actually, and I don't see why it wasn't just one fucking article about all these different <laughs> things. But apparently. Um, Batman and his whole, uh, uh, what would you call it? Not mechanic, but, uh, technological, in, te- technological inventing skills, whatever you would call it. Uh, they're going to play a big part in this because apparently he's making gadgets for all the members of the Justice League. Um, it's supposed to be like revamping a lot of their suits. Yeah, uh, I know he's, yeah, he's making Flash a more streamlined suit from his yeah. aircraft parts. And they're, um, they're, he's making new vehicles in preparation for all this stuff that he's been showing. Because he's Man. been having those visions in BBS. With all this, but, you think Batman had a lot of money or something. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, like Maybe the crawler, he's friends with uh, oh, The crawler, which has these big spider legs and cannons. Fl- and a flamethrower. A flamethrower for killing parademons. So, which, uh, speaking uh, of, parademons are going to be a huge... A huge part of this because yep. it's a tower with a parademon-ness. Okay, and, uh, that I'm excited for. a lot of sense because of the dark side. That I'm excited for because, like, I just want to see more parademons because I love those. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kind of feel like by this point, especially with superhero movies, like, we've kind of, we're starting to get a little played out on the waves of drones, like, with Ultron. With, it's also one of those hard things Avengers. to avoid. Like, it, it, it is. It, it seems is. like especially, a lot of the biggest bads have them. Yeah. But I hope by the time that comes out, we're not all like, oh, fuck, here we go with waves of the same enemies. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But well, it also gives you cool scenes, like in Age of Ultron, when they're where, all in that little uh, yeah. dome area. Or, the, or the scene where, like, Cap throws a shield, fucking Thor hits it with a hammer. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all in the wrist. The cool like, thing it's... about these parademons are we have the different ranks. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The different yeah. sizes. Yeah. So we may have, like... We may have, like, a big big, A big wave of, like, the little guys coming in. They just get, like, swatted down. I can see some heavies come in and, like, God, that would be... With, like, whatever the hell they're going to use and just start, like, 
banging the shit out of everyone, beating them down. They're <laughs> <laughs> just banging the shit, like gang banging that Justice League. And then, uh, then uh, Wonder Woman's really smiling. Yeah. Aquaman's just sitting there in the Aquaman's like, Aquaman's like it too. Batman's <laughs> hiding behind a bush. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, I'm gonna help. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot, shoot somebody in the face with this, uh, with this grenade. And I swear to God, Batman, back. like Batman's big part is still hiding in the back. Uh, um, but yeah, Batman's got the crawler, um, and then the flying fox, which is um, essentially their their helicarrier, not helicarrier, but Quinjet like yeah. uh, vehicle, which is capable of carrying the. Entire Justice League and a Batmobile in total. And is it also just like is it also like a little mini like mobile home base? So like they, um, I'm assuming they, they probably have some Batcomputers and shit They didn't go into whether it's like a there. home base type thing, but I would assume See, as much. They better have the. All right, would you rather have the Hall of Justice or the Watchtower? Hmm, I think the Hall of Justice is too impractical for these days. Oh yeah, um, because you just get blown. Because it's like, hey, there's. Right downtown, in the middle of this bustling metropolis, is a building where all the superheroes are hanging. And then out. right next to that, let's a, fuck shit up. And then there's a Chick Fil A right next door. You know, and... It's like what? What's to stop Lex from being like nuclear weapons? Yeah. <laughs> and then well, it's done. Oh, there was another piece of info. Is apparently um, Lex is supposed to be a part of this. Oh, so yeah. there is one bad thing that we found out about the movie. Yeah. But see, here's my thing about Jesse about a vehicle but... like that. That, oh yeah, the Justice League is all going to ride in together on this one flying ship. Almost all of them can fly. <laughs> yeah. like, or run at fly. super fast speed. Uh, the Flash is fast. Superman's fast and can fly. But Wonder Woman dead. couldn't fly. Can she fly in these movies? I think we'll fly. They showed her, like, leap extremely yeah. far. I have they not seen her fly. fly yet. So we don't know about that yet. Um, although I did hear that there will be no invisible jet, so yeah, I'm, I'm assuming she's gonna fly. Um, or she's just gonna use the fucking flying fox. Yeah, <laughs> she's just gonna steal the or fox. Gonna maybe, jump, maybe the flying fox later becomes her invisible jet because Batman decides, you know what, I'm just gonna get back with the Batwing. You can have this. Maybe I'm maybe gonna put this is... like cloaking device on it that makes it look invisible. It's not really invisible, but it's I invisible to everybody else. There might thing. be a scene where Batman shows up with the flying fox. He's like, I created it for all of us. <laughs> and uh, Superman's like, yeah, but... Yeah. The Flash is like, oh, Flash I think like, I can get there faster. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman's like, sorry, bro. <laughs> and Cyborg's like, Rocket boots, dude. No, Rocket Cyborg's boots. like, boom tube. <laughs> 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 boom like, There's no need for any other transportation. Like, Batman's like, I like a lot of space, and I like my friends to be with me. I, and I might like, need my Batmobile. You can take me as far as the ocean, then I'm swimming. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> as long as there's, like, water surrounding, I can swim a lot faster than this thing. Everyone <laughs> leaves, and Batman's just sitting there. He's like, but I made a sweet mixtape. <laughs> But I made a cheese ball. Here I am with open arms. Hold on to you. Oh, please continue. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I want that scene. We get the sad Batman. <laughs> sad no Blake. one sad knows what that to be the sad. Hello, darkness. Your friend is <laughs> <laughs> 
This is him driving the, uh, the fly by and just zooming in on him. Simon and Garfunkel singing in the background. No, see, they're all about new, new fucking songs, so it's going to be Missy Elliott. Bitch, darkness, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'll be Tech Nine. Oh, God. It'll be Tech <laughs> Steps. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, the, the flying box sounds cool to me, though. It, although impractical, um, <laughs> unless there is like. This is their first Watchtower-esque type thing. Yeah. They've got a little meeting. They're planning. I have a feeling that by the end of the movie, it's going to get destroyed by somebody yeah. or something. Because otherwise, it's just a, a way for Batman to bring the Batmobile to other places. That's really <laughs> all it is. <laughs> Fuck, I guess I'll throw a couple extra sheets, so, sheets in there you for you, asshole. Really? But... That, that might be what it is. He built it for himself. Uh, they're all like, where's our seats? He's like... Fine. Fuck yeah. You get some lawn chairs. He, he you can sit in the chair. Batmobile. <laughs> he puts the second Batmobile back in the garage. Where are we going to sit? <laughs> it just like, it, it pulls out from the back. Uh, right there. Indian style. On the um, but yeah, um, I think that that really wraps up the, the news that came out for Justice League. A lot of news, though. I mean, that, that was a... Pretty cool play on their their part. It shows that they're confident, yeah. Um, which which is good. I mean, not that they I weren't mean, confident in Batman vs Superman. They were pretty fucking confident with Batman vs Superman. But they didn't pull anything like no. this. It had a great advertising campaign, but well, I mean, they're only thirty days into production and to they're do bringing like the press. This. Yeah, they're releasing tons of information. And um, not only that, but we saw a picture uh, a few months back with it was Zack Snyder and was it Jason Momoa? And yeah. you can see some of the suits and some of the things in the background yeah. that were Yeah, that was uh, that's, that's where that tactical bat suit okay. idea came in. Where they thought yeah, it was... Yeah, they thought it was Nightwing. Oh, okay, image. that was that suit. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I yeah. Which so, yeah, um, it shows confidence. I'm glad to hear that, um, like, across the board, people are reporting that they're listening to fans. A lot of the things fans have been saying, on the large part, is what a lot of the press saw. Uh, they're lightening the tone because no fucking shit... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I also was... heard mention that Batman will be a little nicer. Yeah, and not he's, kill as many people. He's, uh, well, <laughs> apparently the death of Superman has reformed his. Yeah, uh, and that's another thing. He better come back in the black suit, silver ass, and a motherfucking mullet, or I will be pissed. <laughs> they did mention that he will be coming back with I'm, longer hair. I'm okay and, without the mullet. No, <laughs> no, goddamn it! He needs to come back and be like, bro, where did you go? Where it was okay to have that mullet. Someone cut the top. It's not like you're just in there and it's growing, bro. Yeah. Someone cut the top. Uh, I'm sure it'll be some sort of like one of those Kryptonian bot things. Like it goes and like extracts him and takes him. It's a Kryptonian place. like royal hairstyle <laughs> mullet. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at uh, Jor El in Man of Steel, he's, he's oh, no longer yeah. hair. Yeah, Russell Crowe did. Kind of uh, Russell Crowe went for it. Um, but yeah, uh, and you know, Man of Steel, I liked, but I did too. Um, I think it catches a lot more. Shit I don't. Th- than it I don't should. think the feel of the movie. The feel should have been more. I. I. I'm okay with the tone of the film, but not the visual tone. Like it's a Superman movie. Yeah, it should. Fucking shouldn't... let the sun shine. God yeah. damn. Well, that's like that's like I keep saying. These guys redid all of the uh, the contrast and brightness and everything, and made a lot of the different scenes yeah. bright. Like they and should, they should almost, it and it, and it like. changed it so drastically in a good way. Yeah, that it's like why the fuck did they like do this? Superman movie. Like I understand Zach that you had Sucker Punch and and Watchmen 
and, and 300. Yeah, you could do those in that kind of visual tone. And I get Batman tone. versus Superman being dark as fuck. Yes, but, because it was more Batman-oriented than it was Superman. Yeah, even though it was... but come on. Man of Steel... Man of Steel was a bad foot out of the door. Uh, and, and I'm, not even gonna and get I'm you. saying that for a movie I like. I'm not even going to get you started on Paul Kent. <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah. All right, but what you do need to talk about is your favorite internet provider. Well, guys, uh, this is the part of the show where we like to uh, thank our unofficial non-sponsor. Our unofficial anti-sponsor. Our unofficial anti-sponsor, Frontier Communications. Frontier Communications is the shitty internet service that will go out randomly throughout the day, and when you call to complain about that or the mystery charges on your bill that they'll lie to you about when you sign up, they will hang up on you. Twice if need be. Uh, Frontier Communications. They're fucking me. They shouldn't be fucking you. They uh, are also known to kidnap babies, club <laughs> um, seals, I'm seals sure, and kittens. Uh, I'm pretty sure. They actually that... fill bags with kittens and then club the seals with those kittens. Their employee of the month was Guy Gardner. Oh, uh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, fucking Guy Gardner. Fucking Guy Gardner. So, so, yeah, they're all bad. Uh, but on a brighter note, we still have that giveaway going on. We do still have that giveaway and going on. It's almost um, over with. Yeah, very, very close to over with. It might be over with by the time this uh, goes up. I don't think uh, so. What, today's the 26th? This uh, will be up on the 29th? So. Yeah. Yeah. So, it'll... Uh, so, okay, you still have two days if you're listening to this day one it goes up. Um, and if you didn't hear episode three... Uh, or I think it got mentioned in episode four. No, if you want... we refused to tell them... About it in about... episode... Well, I'm going to tell them in this one... <laughs> If if you use uh, the hashtag uh, fuck frontier, hashtag on, fuck frontier, hashtag fuck frontier on the uh, giveaway post, which is pinned to the top of our Facebook page, sort of my brand, not sort of my comics, um, you get an extra five entries on top of all the other possible entries. Read the post. So I've seen some people are like they'll they'll comment on the post, but they didn't like the post. Like, why not go for that extra entry? Or they'll share the post, but they didn't comment on the post or like the post, or they'll like the page, but they didn't pay attention to the post. What the fuck? So yes, read the post. There are at least twenty-seven possible entries that you can get into this giveaway. And roughly, how many people do we have? Um, uh, how many people this? do we have on this? Actually, actually you know people. what? On uh, not entries, just no, not entries. People. But I mean, I have them uh, right in this notebook. Uh, I don't know uh, what, like that's wow. at least how many how many lines per page is on there? Uh, let's see here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. So we've got twenty-three 24. here, twenty-four here. So that's uh, forty-seven. Um, we've got about 60 people in so there already there's um, probably at least a couple hundred entering yeah and you know what and more of those 60 people first off you need to start listening to this there's only they're about... not list all 60 we don't have fucking 60 people <laughs> yeah. listening to this so all you guys uh, that are being part of this and this only about giveaway, two listen. or three of these people have paid attention to what was in that post so read that post and you might get a leg up on some of these other guys um, don't just yeah. feed off of what you see other people posting. <laughs> yeah. I know the Read hashtag the has been post. posted, and some people yeah. probably fed off of that. No, actually, there's only one person who hashtag fucked Frontier. And I think that was Shane, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was yeah. Shane. So, uh, yeah. So, thank guys. you, Shane. 
for listening. Yeah. If you want that that mystery five entries, hashtag fuck frontier right there. Um, which actually I, I, I went onto Facebook and I typed in hashtag fuck frontier. There are a lot of, apparently a lot of people hate the frontier airlines too. And I didn't know that was, weird, <laughs> but there are a lot of hashtag well, fuck frontiers too. out there unrelated to our po- uh, podcast for frontier Either communications. Way. No, I'm just saying that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, check that post out guys. You can also see us on, uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Which at, we need um, to get more active on Twitter. If we're going to, I think we need to get more active on instagram too uh but we'll talk about that later (laughs) uh but yeah sort of my podcast on instagram and twitter uh you can like sort of my brand and sort of my comics on facebook um youtube sort of my brand uh that's where if you're not listening to this on soundcloud that's really the only other place uh oh no yeah there's google music we are on google music we are on itunes so almost anywhere you can find a podcast you can find well some of the main places that people listen to their podcasts is itunes yeah so tell people yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're also there. on vinyl if uh, that's your thing. <laughs> Eight track, we're, we're still selling mixed cassette like, tapes. Um, contact us for for a small additional fee. My of phone number is. <laughs> you can uh, you can get us on vinyl. My phone number is eight seven uh, six seven five three zero nine. Uh, just give me a call. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah. Uh, and don't forget to share. If you really enjoy our podcast, uh, let other people experience it too. Tell them about it. Share it with them. Let them know. And if you despise our podcast and absolutely hate us, lie, tell them that it's the best podcast you ever listened to, and suggest us. It's a really mean joke. Yeah. <laughs> tell them we give up free stuff at the end everyone. of every episode. Literally, you're the only person who wins there. Um, yeah. <laughs> you ruined their day, you made us feel bad, but hey, you won. You know what? You feel a little better about yourself now, don't you? Guys, my name is uh, Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. I'm Mr. Bob Collins, Boba Fett. I'm James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And this is the part of the show where we cue that badass outro music. <laughs>